Hey, hey, we're chubby. That's, That's right. right. We're drinking Bush Life. We're chubby bartenders. Got a special guest with us. We're chubby bartenders. That's right. That's right. Woo. Yes, tune in. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a special guest with us here tonight. We've got Mr. Sandy Hendricks over here, and he is with the pipeline here that just came through Appalachia and Southern Ohio. So we're going to spend a few hours here, as long as we as long as we want to, talking about that type of thing. But you know, real quick, we want to tell you guys about AP Prep and how if you guys are looking to earn the day and be your best you, go see our buddies Jason Prater and the boys over in Chillicothe, Ohio, at AP Prep. You can visit their website at APPrep.info. If you want to earn the day, go see those guys. And after you're done with AP Prep and you got your workout and burned all your calories, stop by our boy Brad Munn's McDonald's of Jackson, Wellston, Oak Hill, and MacArthur. Uh, those guys, man, they've been uh, giving back to this local community for so many years, too many years to count, and uh, they do a great job, and they uh, they are a huge employer for Southern Ohio, so make sure that you uh, always supporting your local McDonald's. They do a lot in our local community. So go see go see McDonald's, get you an apple fritter. Hey, let's talk about Geiger Brothers. Ooh, Scott Massey. He's Scott Massey, are one of our uh, favorites. Geiger Brothers contracting. What is Geiger Brothers? Well, they are commitment, knowledge, and innovation. That's what sets them apart. Uh, they, they do anything from engineering to building. They take it all the way. If you want to get in contact with Geiger Brothers, simply call 740-288-0800. Geiger Brothers. Go see Massey. He'll build you anything. Yeah. And, hey, I don't know who has your insurance. Hey. But... <laughs> We might want to check out Gillum Insurance for all your insurance needs. Life, business, farm, auto, home, commercial, uh, commercial full line. How do they get a hold of Gillum yeah, Insurance? Give us a call, 740-395-0357. Is that 740-395-0357? All right. We got Sandy Hendricks, hey. not yeah. Jimmy. No, it's not Jimmy. Yeah. Not Jimmy. Sandy, not Jimmy. Sandy, not it's Jimmy. One of my nicknames. Not yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Good to have you, sir. Good to have you. So, Sandy, Chad, I don't know if I told you this, but Sandy and I met down at the Stockroom Six Hundred One. Okay. He was um, staying. You've been you've been a resident. Yeah, four months. Four months now. So yeah. he came here with the pipeline crew, and. Um, he he's been a, a regular at Stockroom Six Hundred One. We appreciate your business, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've you've turned into well, kind of our buddy, you know. I mean, it's <laughs> probably a, not a lot to do uh, at night. Uh, there, down there's not. Here. I yeah, mean, okay. you know, Jackson is uh, about the size of the town I'm from down by Houston. Uh, you okay. know, oh, so you're from Houston, Texas. Uh, a town near there. I, from where we live, we can't smell Houston, so we figure we're at a good distance. Good distance, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, ta- what town? I'm over there a good bit. Liberty. Liberty. It's halfway between Beaumont and Houston. It's okay, so you're on the other way. side of Houston. I go to Galveston once a year. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my headquarters is in uh, Galveston. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So I fly into Houston, and then I, what do I take there? I drive it. Uh, uh, 45? 45. I take yeah. that all the way to Galveston. I stay at the uh, Moody Gardens. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's nice over there. Nice place. Yeah. We, we stay down there about once a year. We get on the seawall or somewhere, you know, and... go down here and have some... Uh, Look at that. Look at that. control. My goodness. <laughs> Makeup. Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, I will hit the ashtray, though. Hey, it must be contagious, Steve. 
uh, you know, I was all last week. I was all over the table, and uh, I'm surrounded by way too many bottles and glasses right now. I mean, I'm. I'm I've noticed that we've got a lot going trouble. on here already. We don't yeah, even. Yeah. This is, we're not even yeah. going. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Sandy shared with me that he is uh, originally from Oklahoma, so I pulled out the old Lead Slingers whiskey that was started by five former uh, Special Forces veterans. Uh, it's really said, good. They started too, still. Really yes, di- very. Di- it's different. Uh, brought to us courtesy of Jeff Matthews. Ooh, okay, and, uh, all right. So I thought we would try that out tonight. Heck, they're bourbon. They're uh, they're distilling bourbon everywhere now, man. I mean, really? <laughs> I not just never Kentucky. Had this one. Never had it. Yeah. Well, I think it's relatively new uh, to the market. Is it legal to make your own bourbon? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, you can probably make it, not sell it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, guess. yeah, I'm probably the same as anything else. I mean, I, I think uh, you know, the thing you got to watch about bourbon is that's one of the few cocktails that they take very seriously. Uh, the U.S. government uh, does because that's the American drink. Yeah, and they want to preserve the integrity of it. So you can brew it in any state, or not brew, distill in any state but you have to use kentucky limestone uh, filtered water oh okay for it to be a bourbon it's similar to scotch you know i'm Same a, thing, I'm a yeah. scotch drinker and people say well you know uh, do you get scotch from america well i said it only comes from scotland that's what yeah. makes it scotch yeah yeah it has Absolutely. to be distilled there and then aged there three years or more to be a scotch they can exp- yeah. export so all scotch comes from scotland yes, yes. Yeah. Now, if you, I didn't know you were a Scotch drinker. We've got a, a very uh, unique yeah, bottle of Scotch yeah, over there. We've got um, a, oh, wow for you to try. Yeah, commemorative uh, Johnny Walker. White. It's a, it's, yeah, but it's a com- it's a commemorative uh, edition of uh, of Johnny Walker. It's a distillery edition, and what they were trying to do was go back to their original roots and oh, flavors. Wow. So, I, I Scotch is kind of lost on Pudge and I. Um, it's we, you know it's, I think it's, it's an acquired thing. taste yeah. and I think that you learn more about it and I'm not extraordinarily educated in it so I'll have to uh, you know I, I would love for you to try that kind of let us know what you think of it. I'd love to try it. Okay. I uh, I I really never drank scotch until I went to Scotland about ten years ago and mm-hmm. spent uh, we spent two weeks just driving around Scotland and. The first night we were there, we stayed in a bed and breakfast, and, you know, they fix anything you want for breakfast the next morning, and they said, well, what would you like? And I said, I don't know. What do you, they said, how about a proper Scottish breakfast? Yeah, yeah, you know, boys, eggs and sausage and all that, you know, and at the end, they said, would you like a wee dram? I said, what's a wee dram? Yeah, whiskey drink. Yeah, small whiskey drink. Yeah, Yeah. it's a shot of of scotch. It's a proper breakfast, you know. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then when we stopped for lunch, they're like, would would you like a wee dram? Well, I guess, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like, I kind of like how you do it here. Yeah. Yeah. Man, by the time we left two weeks out of there, it's being in scotland i was like i like scotch you know yeah. i can't wait to go home and drink scotch. i'd like a wee dram after every meal i actually yeah. one of my supervisors had a bed and breakfast there and we just happened to drive in front of it but we didn't stop i took a picture in front of it and i got back to country i was working in iraq yeah and i showed him the picture and he said did you have a wee dram with me old lady i said no and he's like why not he wouldn't speak to me for two oh. weeks <laughs> It's a real cultural thing. Oh, yeah. You have a wee dram. Don't yeah, pass it yeah, up. Absolutely. <laughs> and what's what's their uh, usage for the word proper over there? Uh, I don't know. What do but you mean? I imagine, I imagine that the, the, uh, you could hear, you know, at least in Ireland, like, we'll go out and get a proper dram. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah, Conor yeah, McGregor's yeah, yeah, got yeah. that uh, proper twelve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've noticed a lot of those, you know, mm-hmm. Irish, or Scottish, Scottish guys. Scottish, yeah, yeah. He, uh, they all use that word a lot. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And I just wondered, like, what if it's well, like when well, bloody? Is that like their when, term when of bloody? Or well, no, like you know? Know? we uh, would be the same as we would say little. They use the, yes, the term yeah. "we" uh, in okay. in many many different forms. They're, I've never been across the country. Never yeah, been, yeah. Been, a, been Alaska and uh, Jamaica. Never across the country. I really really enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, you went. Ever, you, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Uh, probably one of the best trips we've ever taken. So yeah, traveling international is is something neat to do. You know, it's yeah. it sucks when you're overseas working because that's all you do is work yeah you know? yeah yeah it's a lot of the pipeliners that i know that worked over there they're like oh yeah i was here and i was there and i was like what did you see well nothing we were out same in the pipes desert, we're doing you know, it yeah laying pipes and <laughs> yeah what what is that like sandy um you know when you you say you're doing work in in like the middle east at times like i mean you're doing the same work right yeah, I actually I did not do any pipelining myself overseas. Whenever I was overseas, I was a military contractor. So I worked with uh, KBR and some engineering companies doing logistics and uh, surveillance, a lot of surveillance. Oh, okay. So, okay. Surveillance of the lines or surveillance? You weren't, or was this surveillance of bad guys? We oh, were, okay. We were, uh, we would find bad guys and, and have the military. Blow them up. So okay. That type yeah. Of thing, yeah. Okay. You know. Keep them out of your way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, watching the base. Watching the base. Yeah. You're running block. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, watching these guys. Hey, man, pests. So uh, did you uh, serve? You served in? I'm sure. No, I did, did not. Did not. I I was able to get that job. I think because I used to be an air traffic controller in Houston. So okay. Um, At hobby. I was a, uh, no, I was a radar controller, so I didn't work. In, you know, we, you say air traffic control, people think you're in a tower. You know, yeah. I was in a bunker more or less that had nothing but radar scopes in it, and okay. we control the traffic when it's fifteen thousand feet and above coming out of uh, an approach control area such as Houston. It's fi- it's fifteen thousand below. They own that airspace. Uh-huh. Then above that, you have low altitude up to twenty three thousand. Uh-huh. And then from 23 up to 60 is high altitude, and then above 60 is a classified military uh, airspace. Yeah, so yeah. we would operate the airspace from 15,000 or 10,000, like Beaumont has up to 10,000, Lake Charles up to 10,000. Okay. They would hand off planes climbing out of that altitude to us, and we would climb them through up to 23. And before they hit 23, when they're at like 20,000, hand them off to high altitude that would climb them on up into – 31, 33, 35, whatever, uh-huh. cruising altitude until they get to their destination, and then you step them back down. Um, and you bring so, them down through your airspace. Yeah, yeah. So that's how that works. Yes, huh. yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, you don't you don't know, of course, when you're sitting in the back, but, I mean, there's uh-huh. several handoffs because the tower, as soon as they get them off the ground, the tower hands them off to their radar in the bottom of the tower. So their radar takes them. They, they're working their space. You know, 30 miles from the airport and 15,000 feet, that's their whole world. Uh-huh. And when they're getting out of 10,000 feet, they hand them off to us climbing. And without them stopping, we say climb and maintain flight level 230. Uh-huh. So they never stop. What, so what does that mean? Oh, flight level 230 would be 23,000. So okay. it's, it's when you get to 18,000, it starts becoming flight levels because altimeters are set to uh, standard barometric pressure of 299 or 2. That way, everybody's at the same altitude. Because when you're low, you've got to you stay with the barometric pressure of where you're at, and you're flying at an altitude relative to what the ground is. Right. But when you get up higher, it's an altitude that's just relative to uh, standard barometric pressure. So at 18,000, you're 18,000 all over the world, no matter what the. You could be flying over a mountain, but you're at 18,000 feet. Yes. Yeah. Right. And that sounds a little confusing, I know, but I mean, so you can be flying. So. 
so how how do you how do you determine like that? Let's say you're flying through, you know, the Rockies. How do you determine like? Do, I mean, do they have that? How do they determine mountain height and then all? It's all it's all been it's all been calculated. Yes, I mean it's all there. There's charts. It used to be charts, paper charts. Um, back Did whenever I was have in to it, measured. Like yeah. Mount McKinley? Yeah. I mean, somehow they measured it. You know, they knew this a long time ago, yeah. how tall these mountains are yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So. What's the highest one, 24,000 feet? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think I think Mount McKinley. I don't know. What, I, what I kind of training? I was going to say, where in the hell did you go to preschool? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and getting in something like air traffic control, um, you know, a lot of people in these days, I think they do college um, and they take classes for it. But back then – they were in a crunch because Reagan had fired air traffic controllers in the 80s oh. when they went on strike. Right. So who went on strike? The air, airline companies? No, air traffic air controllers. Air controllers they're, that's Federal Aviation yeah. Administration. Yeah. Okay. They're federal workers. So, the, so, uh-huh. the, uh, so who was it then? The, federal, the, the, the uh, federal air traffic employees. controllers. Air traffic. So the entire air traffic control field of the United States went on strike? Yes. In and, what year? And as in the 80s? Early 83, 82, yeah, yeah. somewhere in there. And, and it grounded off So flights. that's going to ground Yeah, it, it yeah. just, I mean, you can't fly without no, it. You know? no, no. I mean, pilots, they think they're God and then they get yeah. in the sky and guess what? They're not. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. there's a little bit of a they rift got, yeah, between Yeah, they know us, where they are. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is that a good relationship? I mean. It is ultimately, you know, I mean. Yeah. Um, the pilots that I know and that I've flown with, um, uh-huh. we just like buddies, you know. Yeah. We had to take familiarization flights where we would actually sit in a cab in the cockpit. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And it's wild because below 10,000 is called a sterile cockpit. Uh-huh. Nobody talks. It's all business uh-huh. because it's a lot of hands-on. Once they get out of 10,000 feet, there's a lot of automation going on. You know, they pretty well set uh-huh. the autopilot and then they're talking air traffic control, but they know they're not going to stop. They're going yeah. to climb right out. They're going to go to their fixes. They're going to get direct uh-huh. at some point at altitude, and that's it. Uh-huh. Right. And then until they get to their destination and they get stepped down and then below 10,000 feet, now you're in approach control, usually 10,000, 15,000 feet. Uh-huh. Everybody shut up. we got business to do. Let's land this plane. Uh-huh. But in between, they're sitting there telling jokes, and, I mean, most of them are inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, now that, if, if, if I've read correctly, um, air traffic, controllers like that is an extraordinarily stressful job correct oh yeah a lot yeah. of people a lot of people can't hack it no i mean you know no yeah. most most people drum out you know yeah. i mean yeah. so and and the way i got into it was i i wasn't happy with the job i was doing at the time you know uh-huh. i mean it just wasn't paying enough and, uh-huh. and i had four kids and we were you know uh-huh. And I told my dad, I said, who, because he, he went to the prayer breakfast every Tuesday. We uh-huh. went to a very big church in our uh-huh. town. Is this in Oklahoma? In Oklahoma, yeah, in Claremore, so, Oklahoma. So, you, so you grew up where? Claremore, Oklahoma. Claremore, Oklahoma. Which is 15 miles northeast of Tulsa. Yeah, we Tulsa. got way too many bottles. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but, yeah, so I told my dad, I said, How what? far from Tulsa, sorry? 15 miles. 15 miles from Tulsa. So yeah. you had big city around you. But, yeah, Claremore is the size of Jackson. Okay. You know, right. so, I mean, you, we grew up in this environment. And, in fact, the school I went to was six miles out of town. There wasn't anything around it. It was out in the middle of the country. Okay. Flatland. Yeah, just, you know, yeah. I mean, a little bit of hills, coal mines. Coal There's mines. a lot of strip, oh, okay. strip mining. Oh, yeah. So about yeah. like here. About like very yeah. similar. Yeah, yeah, real similar to this, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. So, I mean, right across, we grew up on Highway 66, literally on the highway and on the other side of the highway was train tracks and strip pits. Which is where we would go to fish and hunt and, yeah. you know, so, play. So uh, you graduate high school, you go to college? 
Uh, I did for a year and a half, uh-huh. um, but at the time I was married already yeah. and working full time. So, yeah. and in fact, my first first day out of high school, so my brother in law was a big deal in the pipeline, and he said, yeah. "If you want a pipeline, he said, I got a job for you." I said, "Sure," and he said, "You need to be in Liberty, Texas, which is where I live now." He said, "You need to be there the day after you get out of high school." So, I mean, literally the last day of high school, I skipped so I could drive to Liberty when all my friends were partying. Yeah. And I got my wife and my child loaded up, you know, and we go down there. And the next day I'm out on a pipeline. It's funny because, I mean, here I'm 17 years old. Uh And they put me on. What year are we here? 79. 1979. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, things were cowboy back then. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, West, they really were, weren't they? They like, were. They come pulling up in this crane. It's a 60-ton hydraulic crane with dual tandem axles on the front. Okay. And they said, hey, they said, you know how to drive an 18-speed Road Ranger? I said, I don't even know what you're talking yeah, what about, is man. That? Yeah, hey, what is that? Yeah. And they're like, here's the gear shifter, here's high and low axle, and here's the mid-range and everything, and it's got all these shifters and buttons and levers and stuff. They said, you got that? I said, I don't know. Get in, get the feel of it. Oh my! I go around the yard one time. They got traffic stopped, and they're waving me on the road. Come on, man, let's go. We ain't got time yeah. for this. What? What? Now, what is I'm, that? What is that machine? It's a it's a sixty ton crane. Oh my god! You go set it up, put the outriggers down, <laughs> yeah. you boom this thing up, and yeah. you, you lift know, like, and pipe. You know? Yeah, you know the things. It'd be like similar to something you would see downtown in a, in. Uh, Lifting an air compressor unit oh, yeah, exactly. out on yeah, top yeah, of a building exactly. would be yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah, okay. have them big outriggers. And we would oh, use my. it to string pipe and stuff because yeah. at the time we were and getting you'd pipe never on operated trains. one in your life. I wasn't operating it. I was driving it, setting it up, okay. Okay. and I would boom it out and warm it up, and I would oil it. And, and this is in Liberty, it. Texas. Liberty, Texas. Yeah. And what? So back in 1979, because I, what I've always thought is interesting about out west, you know, just from what I go there with my company is. Just, it's it's a different climate to grow up in. I mean, you know, and we're getting ready to take that journey with Sandy on on yeah, yeah, yeah. where all you've been, uh, and it's it, it's really cool to see how like you know whenever there's industry around, yeah, there's opportunity. Yes, mm-hmm. and um, you know we we're experiencing that. You know, it's kind of one of the reasons why I met you even. Yeah, you, you exactly. Know? Yeah. Uh, so so whenever you're in, you go back to Liberty, Texas, what's a job in 1979 driving a 60 ton crane paying? I was getting probably I think I think and I'm not sure five hundred dollars a week or so five six hundred dollars a week and which, that's that was a living wage back then that was a really good wage yeah back yeah, then. Was, yeah yeah especially when you're 17 years old and you have yeah. zero experience you know right, right. I mean I had worked summer jobs <clears throat> right. But, you know, I mean, here I am on the pipeline, you know, immediately. Where most of the people back in probably, I'm just guessing, from, and I, I would have to ask my dad, I know he was working at a plant here then in 1979. So I'm comparatively speaking, I, I would say he was probably, Jeff Matthews even talked about his his mom or grandma was a nurse on eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars $19,000 a year. Your average income here, so you're at 30000 at 500 bucks a week, roughly. Yeah, yeah. You call that thirty grand. Yeah. In seventy nine, man, I'd say that's pretty darn good. Yeah, seventy nine. Yeah. You're, you're comparing yeah. that to uh, the living wage around here. Yeah. I would say if you was, uh, I'd say you're living okay, living in a home. If you was making, if you had that on a household. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Yeah. I went down there and and rented a a mobile home, which was just something somebody had, you know, yep. for pipeliners, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And was able to support my family. Is this and one you wheels said you bought. Tires, huh? Is this one you said you bought. No, no, okay. this was just. We'll get into that. But I, I was able to buy, you know, some some 
boondocker wheels for my truck. That was big at the oh, time, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. old boondockers. And some <laughs> nice big tires, you know, yeah. and get the truck painted. And uh-huh. three months later, we came home. It was about four, three or four months later we came home because I had a scholarship at the college in Claremore, Oklahoma, where I grew up, and I didn't uh-huh. want to pass it up. It was sure. a yeah. you know, good scholarship based on grades. Uh-huh. So we came home. Oh, so you're smart. Shocker. Well, <laughs> I had – Third in my class, so okay. I did yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But we we came home and and I had enough money. I mean, I had a couple thousand dollars, you know, at the yeah. end of the summer. So you I was able up, to just yeah. go, you know, put the money down, get the pay the electric and stuff, get turned on, you know, deposit on a, a duplex, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. and my folks were just like, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he gets out of high school and he's gone. Yeah. 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 So that that worked out, you know. And then I got a full time job. And another thing. I left down there because I was torn. I was like, what am I going to do with Pipeline? And we were like, well, you got a scholarship. And there was a stainless steel company back home that had hired me. Uh-huh. You know, I put it in for it while I was in high school. And while I was down there on the Pipeline, they got a hold of me. And they said, hey, you're hired. And we'll hold it for you if you, you know, uh-huh. come back for college. And I was like, okay. Uh-huh. So I went back and I had a nice paying job there, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that worked out well for me. Yeah. You know, and then did that for five years, and you know, after that, did a bunch of other things, sold real estate, you know, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of different things, and then eventually got into the air traffic control, which was we were talking about that a while ago. Um, and this is how all federal jobs work: you go down, and take a civil service exam, uh-huh. and if you score high enough on it, then they call you in to interview you or whatever, and you take the next step, and they do a background check. Uh-huh. And that was this, you know, the. There was a, a recruiter for the air traffic control. So not necessarily like experience-based, more no. they're going to take you and program you. Well, they, and you, and you, you have to qualify for what level of job you can you can get on the civil that's service it. Yeah. If you want to be a postal you yeah. know, service worker, yeah. there's a postal exam, you know. Sure, I mean, yeah. So there was one for air traffic control, and it was really technical, had a bunch of spatial relations stuff on it, uh-huh. you know. I mean, things you had to figure and see traffic in your head. So a lot uh-huh. of people can't do it. Right. And it's all these sections are timed. It's a four-hour test. And the recruiter, he said, you get that book. He said, you take that test, the practice test. He said, you figure that out, how it works. He said, then go take the exam. And I went over and took the, the exam and made like a 98.5. Uh-huh. And I was like, I, I feel pretty good about that. I got a hold of the recruiter. And he said, yes, you're in. You're hired, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I did my background check and stuff. It took 18 months for background checks. To get a security wow. clearance of yeah. that high, yeah, yeah, because I mean uh, that ain't that ain't uh, yeah. That's I mean you're getting a equivalent yeah. to a military that's, that's you know, secret security spot. clearance. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 And then they send you to the FAA Academy, which it doesn't matter where you live in the United States. You can live in Hawaii, Alaska, Washington, wherever. You go to Oklahoma City to the Air Traffic Control Academy, the FAA Academy. Uh-huh. And I was lucky because I lived two hours from there. So, I mean, I went down there and I, I got me an apartment. And I lived as, you know, as cheap as I can trying to support my family. And they're uh-huh. giving you a salary. And if you make it through that, because the first day they got you in an auditorium, they said, there's 264 in you here. I said, look to both sides of you because at least one of those people, if not both those people, will not make it. They said, there's going to be a 60% failure rate. And they were. There was a 60% failure rate. 40% of us made it. Uh-huh. And they said, of those 40%, they said, you're going to go to your facilities. And they said, there's going to be another 50% wash out there. And sure enough, half uh-huh. of the guys I went to Houston with 
washed out. They didn't make it because it's intense training. Yeah, it's several years of training. Is it a situation of, of, uh, excuse me, uh, stress? Or like a mental stress, or 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 what? I mean, you know, it's you, a if you think about it, I mean, you got people's lives in your hands, there. and that, and it's and you I know. always compared it to a live video game, a real live video game, right? You know, and I mean, to me, no do overs. Yeah, no there is. Yeah, yeah, right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no you, pause buttons. You screw yeah. up, two planes hit each other. I mean, you know. Yeah, and which and to run planes together would be. Almost impossible. Okay. I mean, I mean, almost is, impossible. Anytime you see it on TV, it's like that can't happen. Yeah, you know, yeah. you don't get up and go get, uh, you know, drink a water. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody leaves a position, you know. Yeah, so you're yeah. tied to it. Uh-huh. Somebody over your shoulder, you know. A lot of times, you've got a helper next to you yeah. um, to get off of that radar. Somebody comes up and they actually they plug in, so you're both listening at the same time as you're talking, and you're telling them what you got going on. Mm-hmm. Who's climbing? Who's turning? What your sequence is? How far can I mean? I know it's based on the weather. How far? What's what's there? Sometimes they have no visibility. Right. Yeah. You and in a radar environment, that's what you're dealing with is just mm-hmm. IFR. It's it's in it's no visible. You know. Flight can you control. imagine being a pilot with no like we we talk about like anxiety and stress? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being a pilot and sitting eight hours behind of a windshield that you couldn't see out of? Yeah. It's like it's like driving a car blindfolded, right? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can see. And you nothing. got somebody telling you where to go. Yeah. It's like, really? You know, and that takes a lot of trust, yes. you know? So, I mean, that's Shit. one of those things that that's, that's part of. That that's, stresses me out thinking about it. <laughs> that's part of, part of the learning procedure there is learning how to um, have the pilot's trust. You know, that was oh, one of yeah. those things. Yeah. I had a really good lesson because I was a nice guy. I mean, I'm still a nice guy. Yeah, you're pretty nice fellows. <laughs> yeah, but yeah I at a, what point did you turn into an asshole? Yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I started a few years yeah, ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's working out pretty good for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like this much better. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, you know, air traffic control, another thing about it is it's like, uh, it's like rush hour. You don't think about it like that, but think about when yeah. planes take off and when they land. It's one right after another, baby. You go in the mornings, and everybody takes off at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, everything. Everything kicks off. Bam, 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 bam. You go out at 7 o'clock. you got 30 planes lined up on the tarmac, yeah. and they all kick off. You go up 8.30, and there ain't nobody there. There's a plane coming to go, and they all land about noon. They, everybody yeah. changes planes. They all yeah. take off. They all land about 3, 4, 5, 6 in the evening. Yeah. But that first rush in the morning is a rush because everything's been dormant all night. You've just had yeah. FedEx and UPS flying. Nobody else is in the air. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. literally, airspace is combined. you got two people running a, a huge amount of airspace. Yeah. As we open up in the morning, we start breaking down airspace. We open up high, you know, divide the low, start splitting that into sectors, you know, and because there's a lot more planes getting ready to hit the air, and all of a sudden, bam, here they come. Approach yeah. control sends them, and they just like – swarms coming out and yeah, you got to yeah. separate them all out uh-huh. and get them on their way you know and sort them out how many planes pressure. would you be doing at once on rush hour you might be doing up to 50 planes at a time and i mean and that's when it gets oh, stressful then wow. it's for 30 minutes of just oh. sheer terror and then it calms down and you got three or four planes transitioning well, like, through. I, I always thought like i had to travel uh, and fly a lot for work where i used to be and like when you would go into an airport like LaGuardia mm-hmm. or LAX, I'd sit Hobby's there. Hobby's a th- big one too. I, I'm sitting there and think. Hobby's a big airport. Yeah. Um, Bush is bigger. Is yeah. it? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Bush is way bigger than <gasps> Hobby. 
But the, like they, I, I just thought, man, those guys in their running approach mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, it's like, <laughs> man. I and mean, it's broke up into sectors, you know. I mean, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. Somebody running this side of the the runway and that side of the runway and that side, you know. I mean, yeah. and it's it's very broke up because there's just too much going on. Otherwise, oh yeah. I and mean, you fly into Chicago O'Hare, man. There's how many runways at that place? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. I mean, even at at Bush, we've got I think it, five runways now. Whew. You know, we got three parallel runways. You know, they're yeah. a mile apart. Yeah, yeah, you know, but all run the same way, and I mean, you, it's nothing to be coming into the airport the, and see planes on both sides of you landing at the same time, or yeah. just slightly in front yeah, and behind I know. you. Yeah, yeah, you know. So yeah. I, I always thought it was cool. What are employees like? Some place like that has, like which part? Uh-huh. I'm saying on the grounds. Oh God! Oh my goodness, man! Because by the time you're dealing like with luggage and all that yeah. kind of stuff, I mean, my Could they, goodness. I mean, we we think it, what do you think on a shift? God, it's got to be in the thousands at some yeah, of these airports. You know, I mean, the big airports got to yeah. be in the thousands. But now, you know, after COVID hit, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that just devastated these people. Oh, you know, yeah. oh yeah, I'd say there are a lot of people that uh, I mean, did they lay off a lot of folks? Yes, I yeah. Mean, yeah. And right know. now, even right now, less than fifty percent of pilots are flying planes. Is that right? Yes, less fifty oh, percent of people that are pilots are flying planes because. Mainly of COVID. So, you know? like, if you so if you didn't have a, a ton of seniority, I mean, you you're probably I, that would be my guess. Would be the yeah. seniority yeah. thing or nothing, you know? Because yeah. I used to think, man, I, it'd be cool to be a pilot, you know. Yeah. But yeah, now well, did, it would be Did so you cool. ever? Did you ever see? Uh, there was a, there was a movie out called Pushing Ten. Mm-hmm. Is that realistic or is that crap? That's, that's crap. I, I kind of figured. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I've always got that. Like, sure, it's intense, but I always figured like. Man, people aren't sitting in air traffic control being a bunch of cowboys like that, man. No. I mean, like, no. you know. That's what I was saying earlier about the movies. When you see them running planes together, that's bullshit. So it's never that hectic. No, like, no. It's a lot more organized than that. Well, no, it can be that hectic. It, okay. it can definitely be that hectic. And I was going to tell you earlier about when I was training, I was still training, and, and I trained quite a bit, and, and I have my trainer sitting on a stool plugged in with me. And we're working rush hour on a high altitude sector, and it was rush hour. It was inbound traffic was what I was working um, because that was what they were doing at the moment. And I was taking a butt kicking because normally what you have, you have all these planes that are coming from all these different directions, and you have to sort them out into one line five miles apart, dropping into 10,000 feet, or actually handing them off to low in this case. Uh And... They have to be five miles apart and in a line like that, and all, and you can't break the bubble of five miles, or you've had a deal and you're off the boards, and two of those, and you're fired. So that can never happen. So I mean, it's got to be that precise. Yes. And are they at different altitudes also? They would be, but like I said, you're dropping them in all to the same altitude, so they're just Uh, following each other like this. But you have them all coming in from different directions, and you start peeling people. And they can't be more than five miles. They they have to be five miles apart, and they want them five miles apart. You know, yeah. you don't want if you got ten miles apart, you've you got too much space. Yeah, yeah. you know, you got too many planes. You need uh-huh. to get them five miles apart. That's your that's your limit. So we would run them six. Try to keep them at six because that yeah. way you got a little yeah, bit a little of a buffer, a little bit of wiggle room there. But yeah. you know, and so typically the way it works is as they're coming in, you you tell them turn thirty degrees left, vector for traffic, on course in ten minutes, descend and maintain. You know, turn thirty degrees left. Turn thirty degrees left. Turn thirty. Everybody, everybody coming in. Turn thirty degrees left. Thirty. You start yeah. fanning You're doing them, them like out. geese. 
Yeah, you you fan yeah. them out, and then as you get the space you want, then you can peel them off from yeah. this direction, yeah. that direction. You can bring them into the string. Uh, you know, okay. you got them going like this. It's like I just need you now. I need you now. One from this side, now. one from that side. Yeah, from, yeah. And, yeah. and if you got some more over here than you have here, you take this one, this one, this one. But I wait till I've got the timing to get that five mile string. Uh -huh. Well, I was working a lot of traffic, uh -huh. and I was peeling them off. And it was what we normally do is we would give them an instruction, uh, turn and descend, and blah 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 blah, and they do a read back. That's how it works. The pilots read it back. Uh, Roger, you know, 30 degrees left, uh, descend and maintain, flight level, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, expect on course in 10 minutes. Yeah, okay. I know this guy knows what I'm saying now. Yeah. We've got good, yeah. Good communication. When you get busy, you tell them to do ident, which is just, they do a, there's a certain button they can push and their target turns, it like X's out. It, it shows a special signal that shows that they understand and acknowledge what you're saying. Because you need the air, you need the radio. I'm too busy. So yeah. I told them, I had a bunch of people coming in, and I said, listen, guys, it's way too busy. Acknowledge with ident. Don't read back. And I'm turning them out. Turn 30 degrees left. Turn 30 degrees left. Turn 30 degrees left. And I tell this guy, turn 30 degrees left. Fetch for traffic. Descend and maintain. Expect on course. Well, Center, you know, we've had a long flight. This is an international flight. We were kind of hoping to get direct, you know. We've been in the air 12 hours, blah, blah, blah. And this was, because this was after my, my instructor had told me, he said, you're too nice. He said, next time we plug in, he said, try this. He said, plug in, asshole. Unplug, nice guy. Plug in, asshole. Yeah. We just had this talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? So this guy, blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, center, da, 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 da. We just had this talk. And I told this guy, I said, turn 90 degrees left. You're the last one in the pack. I need nobody to talk. I need an ident only, and I need you all to acknowledge this. And I, everybody idented. And it was like, after that, everybody was just expediting turns, and it went smooth as silk. Bam, 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 bam. Nobody said anything and back. there's how many out there at this time? There was a good 35, 40 planes on well, the channel, like when, when you know, and they were coming in every 30 seconds. Well, and when you have that much radio quickly. traffic on that channel, you, you and then you to... got a guy wanting to talk about, hey, man, we've had a long flight. Yeah, blah, whatever. blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. It is southern like, talking, yeah, slow yeah, talking. Yeah, it's yeah, like, you know, I'm like, like, like wait, wait a minute, man. Yeah, yeah, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, and that was when I learned the the um, power of asshole. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Plug in. Asshole, unplugged. <laughs> hell of a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> why don't they? Why don't they break it down and, and space it out and maybe not take some stress off of you there? Well, I mean, you know, it is what it is. It is what it it's is. It's a heck of a thing. And you've got to you've got to be built for that. And, and there's and, and obviously there's a lot of people that are not. That's exactly right. You and, know, the, and and you might not know that till you're in there and get pressure tested. Yeah. And right? I, mean, I mean, it's it's always doable. It's always doable. You know, yeah, yeah, you might have to delay somebody. You might put a couple planes in holding. Uh -huh. You know, I mean, that's the last thing you want to do. And usually, you're having a meeting about that. Do what now? If you put a plane on hold, you're you're having a meeting about that. No, no. No, I'm not saying that that time, but I'm saying like in your review with your boss, are they going to question that or anything? No. no. What, no. what if you? Well, yeah. We would we would put them in holding. Typically, the only time you get a holding pattern is when there's weather delays because yeah. then okay. everything goes out the window. When there's weather. Forget about it. You're not controlling traffic. So who is? Who's controlling? Well, you're the, you're trying to keep pattern. everybody separated. Yeah. So who's controlling the weather for you? Who's they're not controlling the weather, but who's who's diagnosing the weather? Well, we've got radar displayed. So you're so, reading that. Yeah, because part of our training in the academy is is meteorology. Yeah. So you oh, know, so we Jesus. understand exactly what we got going well, on. Well, and isn't you know? the way that it works like, hey man, 
if a controller oh, calls man. a hold mm-hmm. or something like that, like that's not something that's questioned. No, like, you can't. Your, your it's just like a stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, it's like, hey, man, we're, we're, we're going to put him in a holding power. Like the pilots know, your management knows, everybody knows, okay, man. They're calling a hold now. It's, it's yeah, and if you're like, and when you got weather and mm-hmm. and you get a rush hour and you've got weather and the, say there's a ground stop so you can't land anybody, you're putting all these planes in hold and then you're handing them off to low altitude so they can put them in hold in their space because you're running out of space to put them in hold. Yeah, and then that's when you get an extra set of eyes, is mm-hmm. what we would call it. You know, and somebody would come and they would plug in with you on the radar. Mm-hmm. Beside your normal helper, uh-huh. um, just to, and they wouldn't talk because one person's talking, but uh-huh. they would be watching with you so they could say, you know, this or that, you know, try to help out. Because if you got 50, 60 planes in hold, it's a nightmare scenario, uh-huh. you know. Well, and then and do, you're, do, you're do, waiting to get people in, and you know, some of these flights are long. I used to fly Dubai to Houston, it was 16 hours. Oh, yeah. By the and time then you, and you get in the holding pattern. Yes. And does fuel become an issue? Yes, and that's the other thing. I mean, how do you factor that in? Well, it, the, you'll give them the more direct. The, if if they get low on fuel, they have to go to an alternate airport. You so just, yeah, they they know that. Now, that's on the pilots. They know yeah. what their fuel level is. They know when they've got to call it. Well, yeah. they, you know, well, they, they tell go you. Bingo, and get out. And they'll so tell they, you, we're, yeah. we're low. We've got to go. And then, so we'll give them because they know what their alternates are. You know, we all know right, what their right. alternates is based on runway length. Because uh-huh. a, a big jet can't run land on a runway shorter than two miles. Right. So you know, if they can't go to Intercontinental, they got to go to Hobby or vice versa. If both of them are locked in, now you've got to go to say, you know, Lake Charles or Dallas or yeah, something. Yeah, you know, yeah. based on the weather. Uh-huh. So. And and they know, you know, and I'm sure they don't want to do that. And they know yeah, where the yeah. weather is. Yeah. So if there's weather in Houston and Dallas, then don't be counting on Dallas for your backup because it's yeah. probably not going to work. You know, you're probably going to go back. And, and you're so corresponding it's on, it's on all the, this, but it's on yeah. the pilot to to calculate that that calculation. Yes, because right, we fuel. don't have a, any clue what their fuel is. Yeah, we don't so, know. And they got to be looking at weather patterns and like, okay, they got to know where they're going to divert before they take off. They you know, know before okay. they take off, they have already looked at this to see what's our impact going to be. When we get there, are we looking at a front coming in when we get there? We need a little more fuel just okay. in case, you yeah. know, because yeah. they know. So they just yeah. don't fill her up? And- no, no. That's, that's, they, they got that fuel calculated to the pound because every pound of fuel that Matters. they put on yeah, yeah, makes a difference on getting how much they're going to use taking off because of pushing all that weight, you know. Uh-huh. And then when they land – they have to be pretty well empty because if they land heavy, it, the tires won't take it and all that. So uh-huh. say they take off and they have a problem. You've heard of fuel dumps before. Uh-huh. They have to dump that fuel because they've got, you know, 100,000 pounds of fuel. The plane can't land with that kind of weight, right. you know, so they got to dump fuel. Uh-huh. So normally, I may never fly again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, I think it's, it's really cool, man. I do too. I didn't know any of this. I yeah. didn't, I just figured they just topped them off and yeah, just go. Okay. You're full, buddy. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. Get the glass too. <laughs> yeah. would you? Hit the front, hit the front glass. Yeah. I didn't realize this was down to a science. Oh yeah. Yeah. How many, how many passengers and then how much luggage weight, you know, all of that's figured. There's an average yeah. for passengers and there's an average for, if you've got this many passengers, yeah. there's usually this much luggage and each person usually has well, this much. And then much like and what, what percentage of the fuel is used on takeoff? Like that always amazed. Man. You know, and I don't know, but that's a large amount. Yeah, because they're they're having amount. to throw a lot of thrust to get all the weight yes. up 
the yeah. first time. Yeah, they're at a hundred percent throttle. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, yeah. when they come off the ground, they're like this. So yeah. that's why they want to get up as fast as possible and level off. Because think of whoever's in charge of the weights and measures of that fuel pump. Yeah, yeah. That's, a lot of I mean, a lot of engineering work, everybody. No yeah, pressure. That's, yeah. You know, you think about it. I when I'm in the plane because I fly quite a bit, and oh, yeah. I'm I'm watching all this go on at the windows, and I'm thinking of those things right there. Yeah. I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, these guys need to be pretty qualified. And are you putting the right amount of fuel in this plane, yeah. buddy? <laughs> because Man. we had so you deal with uh, airlines from other countries, um, and at the time, so I was air traffic controller from '91 to 2001 in Houston. Um, from ninety one until two thousand one. Yeah, so, so that was you and know. This is for the federal government. Yes. Yeah. All. If all you don't mind me asking, control. so what, what's a job like that paying? I'm not uh, trying to get personal. I, I'm just. I've never I heard was of these things. Making a hundred thousand a year um, when I got out, but I, I had started a web hosting business, uh-huh. and I was so smart. I thought I was going to make a million dollars a year. A web. You were a web host, like an internet. Yeah, internet web host, and I had figured out how to set it up to where I had a server in Maryland that was on a T3 backbone um, at a server farm, and uh-huh. I could get people to um, come in and buy uh, web hosting, just like GoDaddy or yeah. something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, you yeah. know. And I was at the front of it. I mean, because mm-hmm. yeah. in the 90s, in the late 90s, I was writing um, code for the web page. I built the web page, the first web page for the Houston Air Traffic Control Center. Uh, okay. And so you did all this on a year and a half of college. Yeah, yeah. No degree. No, no. No spe- no specialized classes. You're no, building just your your OJT baby. On the jo- yeah, yeah. So and, you learn how to build how to what do they call that? What do they call that whenever you uh the coding HTML coding coding, yeah, coding, coding HTML, HTML, you know HTML to, was yeah. yeah. You learned how to do that. I just bought books and just went through them, just plowed through them, you know. Learn how to Did you not H- have any other hobbies? I mean, what I mean, how are how are well, you fishing and, you know, stuff like that and you must you must be like a freak when it comes to consuming information. I used to be, yeah, I used to be. I mean, and even now I, I do quite a bit. I yeah. just can't retain it like I used to. You know, yeah. I'm an old man now. <laughs> uh-huh. This is amazing. I, I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to speak for all of Southern Ohio, but these opportunities and things that you're doing, we don't see down here very often. Yeah. I mean, you know, yep. I mean, I, yep. I've always thought it was interesting how people end up where they where they do so you you take this so you 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 score a 98 on this civil service exam in 1972 or in 1981 82 no that was actually in 1990 that was in 1990 yeah okay so from so you went to college and you come back and you were working for that uh Stainless tubing Stainless manufacturer. Tu- so you worked there. So then that puts you about our, well, a little bit younger than us now, about Tyler's age. So you're about you're running what thirty years old at this time. Uh, no, I was. T- so when I left the tubing place, I was twenty five ish, and I got into real estate. Yep. Um, uh-huh. Did Century Twenty One. I was I okay. Yeah. Was a realtor for a couple of years for and a then, franchise. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, and and uh, you know again. I had a family, and I didn't have enough money to have a Cadillac, and that makes the difference. Yeah, I was a great salesman, but I had a pickup, so it was hard for me to play the part. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I got out of that, and I I started working as a actually as a custodian and a uh, maintenance guy for our church because we had a school there. Uh-huh. And I had a second job where I worked at a woodcraft place um, uh-huh. where I would be you know just one of the woodcrafters. Okay. 
And I mean, I was working two jobs and I was working my butt off. And that's when I got on this air traffic controller because I said, man, this ain't working out. So that, uh-huh. so that journey then, uh, uh, so by the time you apply, you're 18 months or by the time you take the test, you're 18 months going through the background because of the intense. Yeah. I mean, they got to, they got to do a background that ain't just, uh-huh. Hey, piss in a cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know. That's full blown background. They probably interviewed your family. They probably interviewed your friends. You, yeah, you had to put down neighbors and yeah. relatives and stuff so that uh-huh. they can go check them because of probably went to your high school. They probably did. I never knew yeah. how many of the contacts and yeah. you know, and the you can't get in air traffic control if you're thirty or above. So uh-huh. I had slid in at twenty nine when I got through the civil service exam yeah. and then got into the process i was 29 so by the time uh-huh. i went to the academy i was 30 i was the oldest one there you know because everybody else is in their 20s well, you know? did, what uh, what turned you on to, to saying hey man uh this air traffic controller thing could be pretty good when i saw the salary in okay. the book in that civil service book okay. and it showed salary amounts and i was like what yeah i said are you kidding me yeah. so but you like, had to pick you had to pick the test then that you wanted to go take no it's one test one test and if you get to a certain level then they they put you each so you're saying each like so each uh division like air traffic control postman uh you know whatever no, no, no. it was this was just for air traffic control that's the the test was to see if you could be an air traffic control oh okay i that's thought it. if you took a civil service test and you whatever no you there's different there's a hundred different civil service tests based on what mm-hmm. you want to can you, do can you take all hundred if you want to i guess you could yeah. you know i mean if you wanted to be a postman and you know, you go take that and see if you're qualified for yeah, it. You know, it's going to see how you can yeah. sort mail. So, well, that's know? a. I mean, you know, I don't think anybody realizes or you know really ever thinks of that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very that's, similar to how municipal government hires as well with a civil uh-huh. service exam. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. You worked for municipal government, mm-hmm. didn't you? That's how that's how we would hire. Yeah. Same type of thing. You yeah. got well, an aptitude test, civil service basically. exam. Yeah. I guess I just never thought of stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. Did oh, you? Yeah. Oh yeah, I knew. I mean, I knew about it. Uh, <clears throat> I knew that that's the way federal jobs worked. I mean, I've I've heard of people. Where did you it. learn that? Here. I mean, I don't know. I just that's something Applying I just for knew. Federal jobs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, n- I never applied for one, man. I've never taken the civil civil service exam. What but. an outlet that could be. Yeah. You well, know, you get a great. You get a, a great, bright kid uh, that doesn't want to go to college, or you know, doesn't uh-huh, have the uh-huh, means or uh-huh, something. And, you, uh-huh. and but you know, I mean, you see them all the time. And, and you're like, do they? They don't know those options exist. Yeah, they don't know? know those options exist. I mean, yeah. I never knew it until, like I said, I told my dad. You'd have done that eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> so I would. Was, I would was, you, you was twelve years finding it. Or yeah, no kidding. What was your dad the one that said, "Hey, like you ought to look into taking well, the civil I, service exam"? He was exam. having the the prayer breakfast every Tuesday at this yeah. big church, so there was thirty or forty older guys. Yeah, I said, "Hey, it, it's not what I know; it's who you know." Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because I I yeah, was like, smart enough. Hey, to Dad, know that come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> not what I know. I, yeah. I can be smart as heck, but yeah, that yeah. ain't getting me nowhere. Right, right, right. Honestly, that's that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I said. Can you find out from these guys what's going on? And I mean, you know, the next day after the prayer breakfast, he said, yeah. He said, there's a recruiter for the FAA. He said, they're hiring. Uh-huh. I said, really? What's that entail? And he said, oh, he told you, he said, go get this book. He said, there's uh-huh. a little civil service book, tells you about the job and, and read uh-huh. through it and see what you think. And I was reading through it and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I seen that salary and I was, got a hold of my dad. I said, I'm kind of interested in this. What do I got to do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he said, well, t- talk to the recruiter. And the recruiter said, there's a practice practice exam in there. He uh-huh. said, take that thing. He said, go through it about three times. When you feel like you've got that down, uh-huh. he said, go take that test. And he said, let me give you a trick. He said, when you take that exam, he said, if you get stumped up on a problem, he said, you skip that one and go to the next one because it's all timed. He said, uh-huh. because you can get stumped on one 
and skip it and answer the rest and come back and maybe not get that one right. But instead of sitting on that one and missing 10 in that right, section. Because he didn't get a finish. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's, that was my strategy. You know, mm-hmm. I was able to answer a hundred percent of the questions. I got mm-hmm. a, a few wrong. It was a four hour test. I mean, yeah. it was very complex. If I was sure. to take it now, there's no way I could pass it. Right. <laughs> right, right, so right. Hard. Yeah. Would you say that you trained though pretty intensely for that? Yeah. Oh I yeah. Mean, you studied yeah. I put into really it. After, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was like. That was my goal, you know. Right, I mean, I, right. I focused on that, and I spent all day working mm-hmm. on that, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I mean, at the time, I when I was young, I didn't drink or anything, so sure, that was sure. It wasn't. I didn't have that problem, you know. Yeah, which yeah, absolutely. Some of my friends had that issue. Well, and, and and you were kind of at the right age to apply yourself to something like that too. Yeah, because you know, <clears throat> you were old enough to know that. Hey, man, this is serious. Mm-hmm. You know, you're married, you got kids, you got like, hey, man, I don't have time to mess around with this. Yeah, I'd been, you know, I'd been working. And at that time, I mean, here I am 30 years old. I've got four kids, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's just busting my chops trying to feed everybody and keep a roof over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was tough. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and I, I had to get had to get something going. Yeah. And since I couldn't afford to get any more college, I didn't have the time or money. Right. Right. You know, because I wasn't one of those lucky few that have, uh, you know. Well, it just didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, there's people that. going to work out for you. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't make that work. No, if, if I hadn't have, you know, knocked up my wife when I was 14, it might have been a little bit better. But, I mean. Yeah. yeah well, hey, but. <laughs> Did you really? You had a kid at 14? I, the kid was born when I was 15. But if you do the math, I, we probably. Yeah. It, it was yeah. 14 whenever. Wow. So the week I turned 16 is a week I got married. And I'm really? still married to her. Today, forty-three wow. years. Yeah. yeah, congratulations! Man, that's awesome. Thanks, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow, that worked out. You, you know, may yeah. be the most interesting person I've ever met. <laughs> I, told you, sure. I told you earlier. If you saw my resume and you heard this story, you'd say, "Ah, oh, again, bullshit card." I'm throwing yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> no, that is. I mean, you, you know, you talk about the obstacles there. The, I mean, you're not even calling oh, them obstacles, but the obstacles you overcame as a very young man are impressive. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, to look back, yeah, yeah. I mean, you were making forty-year-old decisions, like true decisions, by age twenty-five. Yeah, but there yeah. again, you'd kind of been there already for ten, fifteen yeah. years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you know, had to I, grow up fast. You had dude. to grow up real yeah. quick, yeah. didn't you? You know, I, exactly. Yeah, there was no, oh, hey, you know, blah, 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 you yeah, know, all yeah, this yeah. flighty yeah. think about it stuff. No, yeah. We got stuff to do. We got to go. Well, you and you, you were kind of at a point, too, there. Like, when you were 30, you know, you talk about going back to college or something like that. Man, you didn't have time. Yeah, no. It you know, work you, out. I mean, no, there was no put, way. Put money aside. I mean, you, do, you don't have time to do that no, with four no. kids. Uh-uh. That stuff, was, you know. Yeah. That wow. was in, in coming out of high school, you know. It was make or break. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, I can't live at home. No. You know, I got to have a job. And I'd put in at the stainless place, yeah. you know, already. Yeah. And I yeah. knew I had this college scholarship lined mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Um. But in the meantime, it's like, I got to do something. And that's when I talked to my brother-in-law again, uh-huh. who I knew. Yeah. And uh-huh. I said, hey, you know, you got anything going on? He said, well, yeah. He said, if you want to get on the pipeline, come on down. He said, we'll put you to work, you know. Yep. So, boom. I didn't say, let me think about it. No. no. You know, and that's that's so many people these days, you know. You oh, know how yeah. many people I hired last week? How many? Three. You know how many of them showed up? <sighs> Had one show up one day, and and then another one showed up the one they were supposed to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Autumn. She's, I'm Autumn. 
like the season. I said, I'm Sandy, like the beach. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't uh, help it. You oh, know? it was yeah. quick. Hey. While we're doing introductions. Yeah, yeah. Since you've given me something to remember you by, I'll, I'll, I'll return the <laughs> yeah. favor. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. The, but yeah. they do. They, I mean, had one of them just didn't even come. I told them when to be there. They just didn't show up. I know. The other one was supposed to be there two days. And, they, and I mean, I'm like. What's with these people, uh-huh. man? I mean, I'm not. I am not casting stones at anybody. I, uh-huh. I'm really not. But I cannot figure this out. I mean, I, and I, and this happens like every time I get ready to hire somebody, I know that I got to hire two or three of them to find one that's just going to be there when they're supposed to. That's ridiculous. Isn't that something else? That is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm serious, you know? man. It's a, it's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. How can that be when people need jobs so bad? I know, oh, yeah. and I'm like, man, you know, I don't. I know, I'm sure it's not your ideal situation. I get it, but I mean, man. Like I was just under the under the gun. I just thought that you had to go out and work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like it was there was none of this time off like like there and I'm not saying I I had it hard. My God, I was very fortunate. Are you saying you don't include a lot of vacation days in your uh, job description? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean you know, Yeah, I mean I, I think that you're looking at it and you're like, Okay man, I need a job. I had to because go to work. I I have no money. I you, need. I know money. you did. I yeah. know you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you yeah, did. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, yeah. I need. I need money. But there was none I, of this. Gotta, like, ah, I'm just kind of trying to see I what I want to do. I think I'm going to find myself. myself. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you yeah, find yeah. yourself in a shitty situation. Well, I was going to say, I'll tell you where yourself. you're going to find yourself. Like that, t- <laughs> that sort of behavior, you don't have to go wondering about where you're going. I'll let you know. <laughs> I know where you're going to find yourself. Yeah, you know? shit yeah. Box. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going, a good idea. Yeah, I'm you're going to be psychic in those things. Yeah, you're going to be asking somebody for money somewhere, man. <laughs> you know, you might as well go out and earn it. I yeah, mean. no, that's, that is, that's wild, you know, and, and this yeah. is, it's hard enough to get by earning your money. Oh, that's yeah. what that's what I yeah. I mean, that's it's always mystified me, man. When people are casual about mm-hmm. about uh, like I, I would think like if if you don't have a job, mm-hmm. all right, you need a job. You need a job. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. yeah. Like like how how can you kind of just stroll around like, well, hey, man, you know, I mean, I don't have a job. If you don't have a job, your job forty hours a week is to find a job. Well, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, because what what else are you going to do, man? Yeah, I'm I not going to hate on anybody. If your situation allows for it, there's people taking care of loved ones. There's people sure, that right sure. now yeah, they, I get they it. And, and I and you know kind of. I'm not, I mean, I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm just saying, like personally, uh-huh. my stress levels would not tolerate well, me now, not, and not having just, a job. I'm just trying yeah. to be open minded about this situation. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, hey, man, to, in today's world. Uh-huh. That Sandy Hendricks, that's uh, you know, I mean, you know, they don't have a lot of options. No, I mean, you know, how easy would that have been now? Like, if you if you lived in your hometown, could you? Is that steel mill still there? No, or steel, steel factory, yeah. stainless steel factory. No, it's it's it's, it's the factory is there, but now they make heat exchangers. So, so there are still that. Is there really more similar. jobs or, or? There's more jobs in more that jobs town now. Than there used okay, to be. yeah. yeah. Uh, what about uh, first year you went to? Pipeline. Liberty. Liberty. Yeah. In 79? Yeah. Is it still there, that pipeline? they still working? I'm sure they Well, are. that was, no. You know, you put in that pipeline and it's and done. it was done. So that was know, short term deal. Anyway. Yeah. That, and that's another reason why I left because, you know, and I mean, I understand there's the pipelines, they go job to job to job to job, you know. And since my brother-in-law was a big shot, yeah, you know, I could have just stayed on. And by now, I'd be, I'd own a company probably if I'd have stayed with the right, pipeline. Right, right, right. 
but just the direction things were going, I, I was going a different direction. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was like yeah. at the end of the and year. And that, that like, job was starting to end, and it was like. It was yeah. halfway through. We had a yeah. hurricane come through. The job got shut down, and yeah. I had a scholarship and a job waiting on me back home. And I said, you know what? Let's go this direction yeah. here. Right. Absolutely. You know, because I have a job. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you uh, think that there are less options now? Is that what you're getting at? I think is. I, I, that's like, what I'm getting at. I think is, so. Yeah. Is, you know, I mean, um, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be too hard. Like I like to judge. Like, I, and I hired three people last week. And what, sure. I, yeah. what I like to do is I like to say, okay, do I think you're going to be a good fit? You mm-hmm. know, number one, I think, mm-hmm. you know, do I, do I think that your personality and your work ethic is going to jive with everybody else? Right. And it can go either way. You can be too much. You can be not enough. You know, sure. Can, sure. is this a good fit? I th- and then, and then it's kind of, I mean, I, I kind of leave it up to if I can trust them and, and I think that I've got a good feeling about it. I'm, I'm looking at experience for certain things. But but I mean you know that that's handy. I've noticed that you just yeah. have to do that. But for the most, I mean in those in the jobs that are available the jobs you're today, offering are more or less they're entry level entry level jobs. Yeah, man. yeah. You know. And and you know I think that there's you know I just I just don't think that there's a lot of like big like living wage jobs like there used to be, especially here. There's not. And I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. I'm just calling it for what it is. I mean, whenever I got out of high school, man, you had like eight or nine plants around here that all paid a living wage mm-hmm. and now i think we got three or four maybe i mean they're at least in half if not wow you know they've cut out and, all of them and you know and, and i wonder if that's part of that's geography and i, I don't know i, I, I you know, know it's that's a you know i mean because you go down to, then, yeah you like i go out west and i mean it yeah. looks booming you go to houston area and i yeah. mean that's one of the reasons we haven't left that area is because it's booming. There's oh, yeah, the economy, the, yeah, the economy there's there is unbelievable. Dude. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, mean, man, I we, can get a job in so many places so fast, you know. So, and, mm-hmm. and we'll go back to that. But, I mean, that, and see, that's what I don't see here. Mm-hmm. And you've been here long enough. You probably know what I'm saying. I'm not oh, downgrading yeah. that. Yeah. I'm just saying that this is very – we just don't have it like this. Like you hear about these booms. But then, when, man, you go out there and see, like, the boom that these places are going through. I mean, they're just getting massive. Yeah. I mean, from Houston to Galveston, you truly never leave the country. No. Like, you, you're kind of in a city that whole time, and you it's are. about 50 uh-huh. miles. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's grown up that where, I mean, it's just exits in cities. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's a few areas in the states right now that are really doing like nashville tennessee yeah it's another boom i mean no it's not not so much with with pipeline and oil and stuff like that but like man there's just a lot of companies that are all of a sudden headquartering and 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 a lot of that's the cost of living and the working wage they can pay people Uh, absolutely you know what i mean because they're moving from california or they're moving from yes you know these other areas that are unionized and that was one of the reasons this stainless steel company i went to work for in claremore it existed it was part of allegheny ludlam so they were paying their union people up here a lot of money to make stainless tubes and they looked at claremore and they said you know what we got these com- country bumpkins down there. We can pay them next to nothing. So they yeah. went down there and opened this plant, and they were paying us what they thought was dirt for wages for us. It you guys was thought it was great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I was living pretty good. You well, know? And, I mean, and, 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 and you know what? It all comes down to what does it cost to live there, man? Yeah. Yes, cost of living. That, that, we've got, that we've got under control here. Uh-huh. The yeah. cost of living here is not bad. No, it's not. It's you not. know, I've looked at the prices of houses because I, I – from selling real estate, uh-huh. it's always been a hobby of mine. Yeah, when you're to in a town, work, you're yes. kind of checking it out. I, well, I've got it on my phone, you know, so yeah, I get yeah. listings 
you know, yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm looking at Realtor.com every single day, you know, yeah. and it's that fascinating to me here. Yeah. Because I'm looking at these houses downtown, you know, built in 1850, built in 1870, and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, these things were built before the city I live in existed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, back then, you know, when, when did uh, Texas and all the, or Oklahoma get settled and all that? When was well, that? the land run in Oklahoma was 1907. Mm-hmm. You know, there was already people there. Oh, hell, we had a courthouse and everything. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. It was way established here, you know, and I mean, we're lining up. People underestimate that. They're lining up racing for land. That's it, man. Boomers sooner. Boomers sooner. That was in 1907. So my my great grandpa, who I knew, would have been able to see that. Your great grandparents, all of us. To think. At the time, you how, could, how you could race down there and get a section of land. That yeah, was for one free, square dude. mile. Yeah, one that's square how they mile. had it. 640 And it acres. was a race. Like, they all yeah. like were at the line. That's how the Oklahoma Sooners got their, yeah. their nickname. They would call them the Sooners, the Boomer Sooner. Because know. people that jumped the gun before They'd they blew, before they started, yeah. there was people that snuck in so and already staked out their claims. And just go on a foot race or what? Well, well, they, they were, were on horseback and, and, I mean, and carriages. And, yeah. would, they, would they have days of this so they would just say? I don't think so. I think it was, it was like one day. a cannon fire yeah, yeah. and it was like, go. go. They lined yeah. up at the north border and, and what did they give you? They gave there you was a stake. Yeah. Well, you, you, yeah, there was sections were staked out and you would pull the flag basically and put your flag down and it was yours. You claim it. This one's mine. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah. Jesus. God, be cool. I mean, people came from all over the world, and most to like, come like do he that. Said, I mean, in yeah. the insurance business, I look at the, I have to look at what what year the house was built, and I mean, now our auditor site basically goes back to about 1900. If it was before that, it'll just it'll still just say 1900. It oh, will yeah. say like 1850 or something. But some of them were, especially the ones right down the street here. I mean, they're all Well, we're probably yeah. sitting in a building right now. This building, yeah, this I building mean, was probably built in 1890 to 1905. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. so here we are. We've got towns, municipalities, sheriffs and the whole bit and it's and it's the wild Cal- west. It's yeah. down Cal- <laughs> literally. Would yeah. there still be, there wouldn't have been Indians running in, but you're only about 30 years no, past. no, no. There was there was Indians down there. I mean, because we're we got reservations at the yeah. Wazoo, you know. Yeah. And I'm part Cherokee. I've got okay. my Cherokee card, so you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my friends, most of my friends are you know part Indian, you know, Osage or Cherokee or or different tribes. Okay. Um, you know, and and it's funny because people even into the 1950s, um. One of my teachers said that he had some relatives that would not come and visit him in that time period because they didn't want to get shot with bows and arrows. <laughs> <laughs> they were watching westerns yeah, on TV. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, it's so like, wait, like, man, that's still the wild frontier like, out isn't there. Isn't that Indian territory? Yeah, 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 well, yes, yeah. it used to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, don't you still have Indian? Yes, they're on reservations. Oh, <laughs> you I'm ain't out. going down there. <laughs> don't, exactly. don't trust them, man. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't know. They're, they get kind of wild. We see them leaving the reservation on TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot keep so, this son bitch lit. Man, I, I did something I normally don't do here, and I lit up an acid. Uh-huh. Really? Uh, what flavor? Well, that's that's kind of odd, man. It's the blue one. Yeah, they, I, 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 <laughs> I, I've never, funky I've, yeah, I've never really had one I liked. But I was going to say this one isn't, uh, this one isn't too bad. I mean, it's it's. I mean, not as good as the one I, that just went out. But and I mean, so I see you guys clipping yours. Have you ever punched one? Oh yeah, I've got a punch. Okay, I went through a big. Uh, 
punch phase, man. I like Did a punch. You? Yeah. yeah, I yeah. like a punch. And then, but I, these V cutters, I've got into this V cutter. Yeah, I like the V cutter. Yeah. I started yeah. with that, you know, yeah. originally, and then yeah. I moved to this. And this one, you see how it's shaped? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lots of airport security problems right yeah. here. You Every know what? I never I thought can. about that. Yeah, yes. I bet. I how many been, times have you had to open that up? <laughs> they don't even want you to touch it. They don't yeah. even want you yeah. to touch it. Whenever yeah. they find it, because they'll run it through, and then they run it through, and then they pull it to the side, and then they pull you over, and then they pull this out, and they're looking at it. And I'm telling them, it's a punch. It unscrews. And they're like, and they call other people over to look at it. And I'm like, it's a keychain, for Christ's sake. Yeah, push, yeah, push the bottom. They don't want to push the bottom. Is that going to yeah. make it detonate or what? Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. They're just scared <laughs> to death, ain't they? Yeah. yeah. I've started carrying it openly. You know, I clip it on the outside of the bag so they don't have to dig through the bag. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like one time I, I – so when I worked in Iraq – um, at the very beginning, in 2006, uh, my first flight in there with KBR, it was Christmas Day, 2006, and they fly you to Dubai, and then they put you on a charter flight, and all the contractors are on one charter flight. There's no military. We're contractors that right. are civilian that work with the military, embedded. So they fly you from Dubai to Baghdad International. We land... And, I mean, when you come in, you just come in like this, just whoosh. It's like, are we going to go nosediving into the concrete or are we going to actually land? And then we land, and there's not another airplane anywhere in sight. And you're looking at this desolate place, no cars, nothing. We park way out here on the tarmac. They bring these these ladders. They come pushing up to the doors, you know, and they pull some buses up with these these, uh, bulletproof curtains in them, you know, and they hustle us out to these buses and then they take us over to terminal we go in this terminal and there's like there's just enough lighting for this one little area you know and there's like two iraqis in this little area and they're stamping your passport as you come through you know and giving you this look and you go in the airport and there's wind and broken windows it's like some old movie you know and there's people nervously standing at doorways with machine guns and i'm like what did i get into welcome to iraq yeah man and then so as you progress through the war and things started normalizing, you know, by 2008, 2009, you know, we were really starting to get normalized. And the airport was starting to come together and there was vendors and rebuilt, stuff. And, yeah. and by like 2009, 2010, um, Iraqis were starting to fly again. And there was actually air traffic, you know. Yeah. And then they turned it over, I think it was 2010, they turned the security over to Iraqis, and they had like these Australians, third party, that were backing them up. And so I go to Thailand, uh-huh. you know, I mean, I'm over there for a couple of weeks, I come back, well, I've got me one of these little knives, I've paid $6 for this stiletto knife, you hit the button, the blade, yeah, yeah. pull the button, the button, Typical yeah. made like, in Thailand merchandise. It's like, yeah, Six dollars, yeah. you know. Yeah. I got it in my backpack, you know, and I put it on the conveyor, you know, and I go in and they run this thing, and... And I'm standing there, and I'm watching them run my thing. And then they call another one over, and then another. And there's like three Iraqis, and there's a woman, and they're uh-huh. looking at this video, and they're looking at me, you know. And then they bring my bag out, and she starts digging through my bag. And I'm like, what are they doing? I'm not even thinking about this knife, you know. Uh-huh. And finally, she pulls that knife out, and she's got the, the burqa on and stuff, you know. And she hits the button, and that knife pokes up, and it's right in front of her face. And she goes, <gasps> I thought, oh, crap, you know, yeah, and then yeah. security moves in on this side of her and another security on this side of her, and I thought, I am going to jail, man. Yeah, over this <laughs> She goes, click, knife. and the knife goes in. She's like, oh, 
And they take it and they put it in a bowl and they send it through and like five of them are huddled up looking at their radar or their, their scope over there, you know, their x-ray as they're checking out this knife. And then they send it out. And now there's people standing on either side of me, security. And I was like, I am doomed. Yeah. And they take the knife and they put it in my backpack and they say, have a good day, sir. And I was like, okie dokie. <laughs> and I, I was like. So and I think of that every time I get pulled over, oh, you know, bet. at the I'll X-ray. Bet. Well, what like when when you were when you were working there in the Middle East doing that, like what what was the threat level like for you? Like, were you in a, a dangerous spot? We got or? bombed and missiled every day. We had mortars okay. and and rockets every single day for the first four years I was over there. I was on a camp called Anaconda. Oh yeah, it was uh, thirty thousand people. It was the biggest air base in Iraq. All the F-16s, all the drones launched from that airbase right there just 40 clicks north of Baghdad right and so the base was so big with 30,000 people that it was like six miles long and like four miles wide uh-huh. and they would just pot shoot at us all day long you know uh-huh. and so you they had these with alarms like- it was incoming 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 and you would run to the bunkers and we did this every day over and over and over after a couple of months, you don't even get up at night. I'm just laying there in my hooch, you know, incoming, incoming. It's like, oh, that's okay. I'm, I'm good, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't even get out of bed, you know. Yeah. Other people. <laughs> what do they hit? What do they, what do they, you say? They pop, would, like, they would hit just out in the field. They was, every once in a while they'd hit a building, you know. They might hit the runway. They were they, bad shots. They didn't even, <laughs> they didn't know what they were shooting for. They were just lobbing stuff uh, in, okay, you know. Okay, they was, yeah. they were Iranian made, um, rockets they had several different sizes um i had some close calls you know one day i went to the operations building um, at the time i was working with maintenance and we had a van and i drove like the two or three hundred yards to operations and i was standing in the hallway and i was dealing with the girl and paperwork i was like okay okay i go get in the van turn on the music i drive the few hundred yards back to the maintenance area and they're all in the bunker they said what are you doing i "I don't know what are you guys doing they said there's incoming i was like oh okay so I get in the bunker, you know, and we waited out, you know, we come out and, and they're like, operations got hit. I said, what? They said, yeah, operations got hit by a rocket. It didn't explode. I was like, whoa. I was like, really? I go up there and look. It hit the hallway where I was standing, the doorway I oh. was standing. This 10-foot rocket came in and it hit and broke the concrete where I was standing. My son-in-law was working at the time over there with me and he was in the room right next to it. He had got up to go to the bathroom, and that rocket bounced off the floor and threw his chair and out the building on the other side. Oh, my. And we were both like, eh, that's yeah. a good story to tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but divine I, intervention, yeah, brother. But to, at the same time. So they're just flinging at you whatever they uh, can build. Just, yeah. You know, I mean, I was uh-huh. sitting in my office one day, and I heard incoming, incoming, and I was like, oh, I got too much to do, you know, and I heard uh-huh. boom, and I looked out back, and I could see the poof about 100 yards from my office you know a mortar had hit in the parking lot and we were like oh check that out man yeah sit back down yeah. go. were there i mean were there were there a lot of people getting injured every day in those things or? no not every day in oh, fact yeah. they it was it was such a disruption they finally quartered up they had quadrants of the base uh-huh. um, because it was too much you know i mean you had three miles away you got incoming and you're going into bucker it didn't make sense yeah you know? right right Yes, yeah, so, so they're letting you know if it's within a proximity of five your miles. Quadrant, yeah. How so, yeah, so how many of those a day would hit your actual where you were at? Yeah. Nothing would it usually they never hit a building. I mean, there were yeah. several close calls. We had people that did get killed, you know. Yeah. I mean, we had people that got hit, but for the most part it was a one in a hundred 
probably your chance of getting. Like, you know, I, I, hate to, I hate to put it like this, but like, do you almost get a little bit used to it? Where you're, I was totally used to it. Like, like you, I said, you almost I, condition yourself to where you're not. Your blood pressure is not even getting up no. when you hear that. And, and it, a lot of people got like that, you know. Well, and I mean, was, I'd say like the first two or three days you were there, it was probably like, whoa, this, yeah, this at first, is real. It's, it's yeah, 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 And I saw people. I literally would see people. They would come in, you know. They'd put them on the little bus. They'd bring them to our side of the base. They'd get off the bus. They'd be their luggage. They'd be in debriefing. You know, here's what you're gonna do. Here's your, you know, living quarters and stuff. Incoming, incoming. Okay, everybody go out to the bunker, you know. And these people would go to the bunker and they would say, put me back on the plane. I'm leaving. (laughs) Yeah. Not one day, you know. And I've seen that people two days, three days. That was not uncommon at all. You know, 50% of the people that came in wouldn't make it a month. You know, because they they couldn't handle it. It seems like those jobs, like if if you're qualified enough to get in them, you got a job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I got an uncle over there right now, and I mean, you know, he's he had the qualifications, and I mean, he's pretty much naming his price over there. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean but he's un, he's under some I don't, I don't say bad like that. I don't think he's in that bad, but I think it's somewhat like that. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd say there's always the threat of you know, yeah, yeah. But yeah. he, may, I mean, he's like I said, whenever I say naming his price, I mean, it's uh-huh. it's worth it. Well, and yeah. I mean, they're what we what we would call outside the wire. So I, I stayed on the base. Uh-huh. So is he. He's on the base. Yep. Okay, yeah. So there's people that's outside the wire and inside the wire. And the people that go outside the wire get a lot more money. Yeah. A lot more money. He's done that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like he likes working on bases better. I think. Yeah. Well, the, the security uh-huh. thing. Yeah. You know, there's so many people that got killed outside. You know, He's I mean, done like short stints out, uh-huh. outside the wire. I, like six well, weeks. Well, whereas, you like know, that. when we had Scott King on, Scott was an outside the wire guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, you need he, to go back to this. We he ran guy, security. Yeah. He, we had a guy on the show that ran security for like a, a third party like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? They're it's hair trigger, you know. They're He said he said you'd be going down the road and like they'd be you know in charge of protecting somebody and like they'd have to these people would stuff dogs like dead dogs full of dynamite on the side of the road, yeah, leave them yeah. on the side and he'd you know he said, just said it was crazy how yeah. they would have to check stuff out. And and that was whenever I did the surveillance gig. You know, the last two years I was over there, I, the last year in Iraq was in Basra, which was a State Department um, ran thing. And I was doing the elevated surveillance, which was cameras on these 100-foot towers we would raise up. And they're million-dollar FLIR cameras that can see in the dark for miles, you know. Yeah. And, and we were watching the perimeter of this air base because it was State Department, and we had several generals there, and, I mean, it was a big deal. And there's not a lot of action, you know, and stuff, and, and that was cool and all. And then it got down. So the war ended the last day of 2011. We're coming up on Christmas, and we still don't know what our what are we going to do. And at the time, I thought, well, I'll just stay on with the State Department running these centers and stuff. But I've been at that point, I'd been five years in Iraq. And, uh-huh. I mean, you're over there. You're working, you know, 712s because that's yeah. how. Did you get in, uh, well, you get two 30-day stints a year to come home? Actually, um, the companies I was with, it was four months of 712s and two weeks off. Four months of 712s, two weeks off. And you would come home in those two weeks? No, because you got to stay outside the United States. Four months of 712s, two weeks Shit. off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, and you got to stay. If you're an expat or if you're working outside the United States, and this is true with any industry, you have to stay outside the United States for 330 days out of 365. To be tax-free. To get tax-free status on, and right now it's around a hundred thousand. 
the oh. first hundred thousand. Yeah. Well, crap. That's like twenty thousand dollars or twenty seven thousand uh-huh. dollars is what I got back on taxes one year. You know, yeah. because yeah. I paid in and then got it back. So yeah, yeah. But then at once big a year, hit, big hit. Yeah. For you. you know, yeah. somebody walks up to you and hands you thirty thousand dollars. I mean, that's well. That's so nice hit. so what are you going to do these two weeks? Two weeks. I'm going to go to Thailand, go to Spain. I fly my wife to Spain, fly her to Paris, yeah, fly you, to Scotland. Yeah. That's what he Thailand. does. He, yeah. He'll fly her somewhere over there yeah. and uh-huh. meet her there. See yeah. the world, see you the know, world. and then we spend $4,000, you know, yeah. and it's like I just saved $10,000. Yeah, right, so, right, you know, right, right. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, I mean, oh, happy day. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's like, this is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And all this with no college education other than just no no that's, that's just, amazing yeah and that's i mean the, the i mean to take that path well i, I mean, mean as a guy sitting here with no college education yeah, as well yeah. and i mean to, to end up where i'm at well versus, i mean you know, i I, th- I think what a journey i mean yeah I, th- I think that that's just i i think it's what you what you do sure with, sure with, with what you it's, got yeah. it's really kind of like the american dream yeah, yeah. although yeah. it's not because i didn't have one successful thing that you know, <laughs> just, I'm yeah. the American dream. You know, yeah. capitalism yeah. made me a millionaire. Yeah. It yeah. did not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. quite. What it did is it kept me from getting my retirement. Yeah. FAA, yeah. yeah. I yeah. thought I was going to make a million. Yeah. So. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, so then you get into writing your own uh, software. The, the code. Coding. Yeah. The HTML coding. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Then. So then, uh, you know, so, so how did that fall apart? I mean, what, what happened there? I didn't did have it? enough money and I didn't have enough business sense. I thought I was smarter than I was. How long? And I how didn't long? realize the capital you needed. You know, I had like a hundred thousand. You need like ten million dollars yeah. to jump in that. Even at that time, even yeah. early on. Yes. Yeah. How, how long did that business last? What was life span? Uh, Two, years. Two, Two years. And it was also <laughs> pretty good, the, though, dude. It was at the bubble bust. Uh, okay. You know. Yeah. yeah. So in the end, I ended up selling out to break even. You know, because right. I right. had a competitor uh-huh. that basically bought my client base and what uh-huh. I had going. Um, and got me out to where I didn't owe anybody any money, you know, because I started getting upside down. Well, at that time, like you if know? you can get out of something like that without a bankruptcy. Get, what do you get upside down on in that space? Uh, the server space and then just living expenses. It just got to be living expenses for me, you know. I mean, because yeah. I, was, I was doing the technical, um, the IT, everything. I was doing 100% of all of it, you know, and that was the other thing I didn't. So I was putting in about 20 hours a day. Yeah. Um, you know, which really took a toll on me. You know, mm-hmm. at a certain point, I, I got to where I just could not do it. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't making enough money to really hire anybody. Yeah. Didn't have enough business sense or money to get the advertisement. I would run an advertising campaign for $4,000 that I would oh. spend in one day. Yeah. Well, good grief. Yahoo would run. They would. They were watching and monitoring. As soon as I would put out this ad campaign, well, they'd spend 10000 or twenty or 50000 And bury it. And they would bury me. Yeah. 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 You know, and that's when I realized, oh, my God, I needed millions of dollars to compete with these people, but I didn't realize it would be that way. Lack of right. business sense. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. In that industry. Mm-hmm. And then you had the bubble burst, the dot-com bubble burst. Yeah. Yep. What's that? The Right there, 2000, 2001? Uh, early early 2000s, uh, I believe, is when they refer to that. It's, it's basically, uh, think of the, the mortgage bubble of, like, uh, you know, giving everybody where all the banks and everything were uh, giving everybody money, giving everybody money, and then couldn't pay the fiddler, and boom. Yeah, you they know. had the same with with they call it dot com. The, the dot com industry, you had a lot of uh, companies that were over leveraged. Yeah, and uh, couldn't you know? So, give me an example of a company like that. 
Me. <laughs> <laughs> or like some somebody's name that I would, you know. You know uh, and I really can't think well, of Well, I, I, one of the more popular is. ones uh, that, that went down in that was uh, there used to be a, a, a – one called uh, Ask Jeeves. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, right? yeah. I yeah, call yeah. I call the secretary or the Natalie down there at the office. I call her Jeeves because I can scream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I, I might be wrong on that, but I think they were one of the one, one just one example of a, a larger one that bit the dust. Well, and you know, and you look at companies like Yahoo. At the time, yeah, they were the industry giant. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. were they everything. were huge in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there Google, was no Google such seems... thing as Google. Yeah. yeah, Google was like this little minuscule, uh-huh. yeah. you know, fly on the wall. Well, and, and they they really took advantage of being liquid in that time, and that's how they experienced a ton of their growth. I mean, how did how did, I'm I don't know how long this is going to go. You let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we're at now, <laughs> but. So, so, and I know, I know certain things about this. You can jump to level two, possibly, <laughs> from what I, you know, for for, for me. But I, uh, how did those companies? How did how were you making your money? Well, off of selling web hosting space to who? <clears throat> Anybody. I had uh, <clears throat> businesses that had online business. I had uh, I actually had um, a couple of musicians. That were trying to be some of the forerunners, you know, and jump in. Because this was way early in the industry. (coughs) People were still with dial-up. You know, most people in the country at the time were using a phone, and it was, you know, things were little, very little bandwidth. And I had musicians that were actually breaking in. They were putting songs up, you know, and I was helping them with their technical issues. And so stuff. you're hosting web pages. Web pages, yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, space it, it, and am I right? So am I, am I tracking you correctly in saying that, like, what this was was essentially like uh, you store at lockers for no for for internet info? Well, it no, was like it was more like uh, it was more like a staffing a agency for your for your online presence. Yeah. Well, uh, so. Right. You have a, a yeah, you have a, a website for you run it. stock room or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where where is that exist at? Well you've got to go with somebody that's a web host. Yeah. They right. have a server that's got a backbone connection. And that, that server is like double redundant that. and it's like yeah. in a basement with yeah. fire suppression. Yeah. Okay. Off somewhere with T three lines redundant. Yeah. So it never goes down. And it's got Huge amount of space, huge amount of bandwidth. So no matter what happens, you've got the growth potential there. And you take that server and you've divided up into chunks. And here's for your company and here's for your company. You're on the same server blade, um, but your companies that exist in your own world. And you do whatever you want with that space. And as you grow, we give you more space on the blade until you take the blade, take the rack, you know, whatever it takes. You get a dedicated server. And now there's nobody on that server with you. So that's Um, why Amazon built their own. Yeah. So, yeah, Amazon Amazon has a, you know, like a server yeah. farm. AWS, uh-huh. Amazon Web Services. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, and that's what it is. I mean, it's it's giant underground bunkers that are very secure um, and redundantly backed up and fire suppressed. And that's So, Google hosting. probably has this just massive station yeah. somewhere. They have to, more than one. Yeah. All over. All over the place. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's called the cloud. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's the cloud, and I was, you know, before they called it the cloud, that's what I was operating. Just was part of the cloud storage and storage and staffing, basically, is uh-huh. what you were. Yeah, for, for yeah. The you know, and and you know, do you want blogs? Here's some CGI script. Here's things you can use to. Here's a format. You know, 
yeah for Here's, us. you can plug this stuff in and then manipulate it to make it look like you want it to look and uh-huh. do what you want to uh-huh. do and and you and were handling it, all that coding all yeah that. yeah yeah wow. it was a massively that's a lot, uh-huh. that's a lot. it that's was a lot. lot yeah just posting on facebook's a lot uh-huh. yeah yeah and now you know <laughs> uh-huh. i mean I, I was looking i was logged into the back end of one of my my web accounts yesterday and and looking at all the stuff because now i'm i'm on somebody else's services the guy that bought me out actually that's who uh-huh. i use for my websites uh-huh. and i was looking at all the stuff he'd added and i was like oh god i don't even know what some of this stuff means anymore <laughs> <laughs> huh. and my uh-huh. daughter my youngest daughter she's actually a <clears throat> she's a big shot in this stuff she she's a grab big coder and stuff <laughs> or, uh, hey grab them black and milds out there somewhere i got a whole packet here somewhere they're right there I uh, I those yours. I cracked those open a minute ago. That's all right. Uh-huh. You want another one? Oh, is that that Johnny Walker? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Oh, and then they. I tell you what, you're up. Give me another label. bush latte. <laughs> yeah, you don't care, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah so we went taking us to leak, and now we're back. So yeah, I don't back. know where we left off. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let's let's uh, let's circle back around to the air traffic controlling because okay. in our little little uh, intermission there. Sandy told an interesting story about when 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 planes fly over the ocean <laughs> yeah. and lose radar contact. Yes. So um, how does that work? Yeah. So and 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 I'm not sure these days because now this was in the 90s. Sure. You know, and I mean at the time we were experimenting with GPS because it was experimental. Yeah. No planes were actually authorized by the FAA at the time. Um, even in the late 90s and 2000, they weren't authorized to use GPS systems uh-huh. um, to navigate or land or take off. Uh-huh. Private planes were doing it. Right. Just not say anything about it, you know, because they're right. not really, you know, they're yeah. pretty well VFR, visual flight rules anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the airlines, they weren't authorized to do it, you know, and I think uh-huh. the pilots were probably sitting up there, you know, with their devices. They might have had it, yeah. You know, some type. And But so – Ocean and Houston air, air route traffic control controlled the Gulf of Mexico, which is a hundred thousand square miles of un. We can't see it. It's there's no, no radar. radar. Yeah, yeah, no radar. So it's non-radar air traffic, and we had these huge boards, strips of paper that show you when they fly over certain fixes at a certain time and a certain altitude, and. When they come off the airport and they're kicking out, you've got to load all these strips in and put it on this huge board uh-huh. and figure out where's this going to work. Uh-huh. You know, and how are they going to fit? And if they don't fit, now I've got to move them to a different altitude. Will that work? And you got to look all the way across. And, and how, how are you knowing where they are to get these printouts? Is, is are, are they are they pinging like a? a, a They've got a transponder. The transponder is, yeah, is pinging is, off a buoy or something. Or well, now so when they're coming off the airports and stuff, I mean they're still in radar and it's still right. all just aircraft control. Right. So, and we calculate the computers at the time, you know, and uh-huh. it used to be done com- totally by hand, but wow. would calculate fixed time, you know, route. So right. this is their airspeed. This is where they're at. This is the winds aloft, part of that meteorological stuff. Um, how's it going to affect them? So how long is it going to take them to get from point A to point B to point C to point D? Because you've got all these crossing fixes or points out in the gulf of mexico because you got traffic coming from all different directions going different directions you know just like here and so when they come off the airport you put the strips of paper in you load it up you figure out what's the best altitude that they can work at um 
If they really want a high altitude, you might even have to hold them for a spin or two before they get out to your airspace, you know, so you give them the timing. Because now in non-radar, you have to have 15 minutes of crossing time. You know, yeah. if this plane's crossing at 33,000 at 1,200, the other one can't come through until 1215 or 1216. You know, you okay. want to give yourself right. a little buffer. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you've got a deal. Again, you've uh-huh. got an infraction. And you can't have that or you're gone. Yeah. Okay. So you would set this all up as they're kicking off and it's very intense, you know, and then as the planes came into your airspace, you're working the ocean, you've got a little bit of radar. Um, it goes to about a hundred miles offshore for all land, uh-huh. um, everywhere in the world. And you would tell these pilots, cause by now you've got it set up uh-huh. by this point. If you don't have it set up, you're screwed. You cannot get to 50 miles offshore and not know what you're doing with these guys. Okay. So you would say, here's your altitude and your speed, and there's your fix. 100 miles off, your radar service terminated. Contact Monterey Center at such and such coordinates. Have a good day, sir. Uh-huh. And you would let them run. You know, and yeah. that's how it would run. And then they would ping a buoy um, that Airink, which is uh, it's a New York firm that had buoys out in the ocean that uh-huh. uh, had radios on them. And these guys would just send a coded message to them telling them, I'm at this fix at this altitude at this time. So if it was updated, if, say, they were a minute fast, you would go through and you would update all your strips uh-huh. and make sure you were still good. If you weren't good, then you had a problem, you know. So you yeah. start trying to move people, and it's really hard to move them once they're out there. So you, that's why you gave yourself a, a buffer of some type because yeah. you really, you know. Yeah. if You don't know exactly where they yeah. are. If, yeah. if you're running 15 minutes and they're one minute fast, now what, they got 14 minutes? That's not going to work. You, that's right. not possible. You can't right. do that. So. Yeah. You've got to have a little buffer. You've got to get them out there. And and so I'd said earlier in the program, I'd said something about the work with the different airlines. We had Air, Aeromexico, uh-huh. and not trying to slam them. Uh, uh-huh. It's just at the time. Um, so they're run by the Mexican government or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. Um, anyway, they kicked off from. Oh, I can't remember Atlanta or whatever. And they've got to go across. Um, they're headed towards. Uh, South America, uh-huh. and they're coming out this of Miami. Is a Mexican airline, yeah, Mexican airline coming out of Miami's airspace. We've got the corner of, of airspace down there where they go from Miami. They go through air, our airspace, then they go into Monterey's airspace, and then on down. And they didn't check in when they were supposed to check in. Uh-huh. And we were like, okay, so we've missed a we've missed an air rank. They didn't check in at this corner at this fixing time. So, so you'll catch them on the next going to catch them on the next at the same time now we start working on a lost plane scenario because once you don't check in we have to initiate protocols yeah uh-huh. and so i mean that's a relatively big deal correct it's a big deal yeah. it's a big deal and okay. how, how do they check in they got to check in by those buoys at that time oh so they'll send a, they'll send a, a, a signal yeah they'll that c- contact and they didn't Okay. And then, so they're supposed to be in Monterey's airspace at this time. So we're in close contact with Monterey saying, you know, okay, you should be in contact. Are you in contact? They're like, no, we can't talk to them yet. Because usually you can talk to them, you know, a hundred some miles offshore. Mm-hmm. We're not hearing them. We're not hearing them. We're not hearing Then when it gets to where they should be in radar, Monterey says, we don't have radar contact on that plane. And they're supposed to be in radar contact. Now we have a lost aircraft. Yeah. So we've already started initiating protocols. Where is this guy? Where'd he go? Lives could be on the line. Yeah. 
people are freaking out. I mean, people are the, and I thank God I was not working the ocean airspace at the time because my buddy that was had to take a few days off after this because he, it was terrible. I mean, he thought he'd just lost, you know, 300 people on a flight in the ocean. And this isn't something that normally happens. No, it was a rare circumstance. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden over here, you know, Merida Center calls and says, hey, we got this plane that just checked in. We just found him on radar. It's Aero Mexico, something, something, something. We're like, yeah, we've been looking at him, looking for him for over an hour and a half. Yeah. They just checked in. They're out of fuel. They're at 33,000 feet. They're headed towards us. We're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that, that's right. no, no. That's that. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that really perfectly described the scenario. It yeah. was. Yeah, 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 it yeah, was. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, what yeah. we were all saying. Yeah. The superintendent, yeah. the, everybody, the supervisor was going, what? You know, and it's like, oh, my God, now what? They're out of fuel at 33,000 feet. And that's when we all got a really good lesson. And remember what you learned at the academy? Oh, yeah. These guys have a better glide slope without engines than a small plane. So at 33,000 feet and 100 miles out, they were able to glide all the way to within a couple of thousand feet of the airstrip, airstrip, and they stuck it in the mud before the emergency landing zone. Everybody survived. Uh-huh. And you didn't hear a word about it on the news. Uh-huh. We never heard a word about it. We were like, so these people came within an inch of losing their life, and nobody said anything. They were like, it's in Mexico, and it's their airlines. Yeah, so, yeah, they're, they're, yep, not going to talk about that, guys. Nay, on the airlines. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 not going to do it. No, no news on it ever popped up, you know. But in the meantime, I mean, my buddy, he was, he was distressed. He was like, because they were taking him to the back. They were drug testing him and stuff. You know, man, yeah. you've lost a plane full of people. You know, oh, hey, yeah, you yeah. know, we got to take you off the boards. You're going to have to go through some retraining and stuff. So yeah. There's a crew of people coming in just to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, what, it's like, while, like, while everybody else is looking for the plane. Well, he was he stayed on the boards through the scenario because I mean we couldn't pull him at that moment because yeah, he's right. like too involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as soon as that was over, it was like you, people were standing by, plugged in. It's like okay, he's done. Pull him. Yeah. You know. Now what? Uh, how does a, a pilot or what insight? Can, how how do they get lost? Well, in that situation, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know because in again it's in the nineties, yeah, and the navigation was a lot less, and mm-hmm. there was no GPS. Now, right. due to GPS, and it's authorized. So by he was just yeah. going off of like uh, longitude and latitude, latitude they, measurements. They, at the time, our nav aids were ground based, uh-huh. and so um, we've got what they call uh, TAC. They're TAC hands. Okay. And if you've ever been to an airport and you see these funky things that looks like some sort of pyramid looking structure kind of rounded top and then it's got all these little things sitting around it yeah. and it's in a fenced yeah. area yep that is a tack in and it's pointing it's sending out a signal in all these different 360 degrees uh-huh. and airplanes navigate by those by picking those up and they go from one of those to the next one and they uh, okay. put it in their system and they dial it in and that's how they navigate okay, okay. and so but in the gulf of mexico when you got nothing you kind of Get your bearings, you aim, and you uh-huh. just go. You know you're going to hit the next one at this uh-huh. point. Yes. You, you miss some. But somehow. But, like, you really guy, shouldn't be doing a lot of turns and, and things no like turning, that. There's no turning, no. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. When so. you get put over, and this is over the Atlantic and Pacific, but the, all the airspace works the same in the water. When you leave land and radar, you get pointed, and you don't move. You stay on that route and that calculated yeah. distance and time and speed yeah. and altitude yeah. until you get to the next place where you can talk to a controller that has radar. 
And like if you're going to England, you go over Greenland and all that. So you make yeah. contact up there over mm-hmm. Newfoundland, Greenland, and then into England. Because we look at a globe and it's like, well, no, England's straight across here. No, that's not. The straightest route is over, over the, top the top of the globe. Yep. So yep. when you lay it out flat, it looks like a big curved route, but uh-huh. it's actually straight to England. So, and that's, you go overseas to Europe or any place, mm-hmm. you're going to go over Canada, Newfoundland, Greenland, and then come down over UK and then into Europe. Mm-hmm. And that's your straightest, shortest shot, which huh. is on a globe, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's really Got a sphere to it. Yes. And that's one of those things. We didn't have to, arc, we didn't right have to deal with that a lot in the well, Gulf an arc of Mexico, and a, and a, you know? Arc and a. It's, it's just. Yeah, because you're cutting down the globe. Well, and we look at it in a flat way. You yeah. know, when we flatten yeah. it out, we take all this at the top that's curved and we yeah. spread it out. You know, right. it's not right. really like that. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah. okay, we just spread this all out. So you you're know? not a flat earther or flat. I'm not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in all air traffic control in the whole world, this is something somebody doesn't know. Most people don't know. So the United States established air traffic control back in the, God, I can't even get my, 20s, 30s. I can't remember exactly when. So we speak English. All air traffic control in the whole world, every controller and every pilot has to speak English. Russian, I was just getting ready to ask you. Russian pilots, Chinese pilots, Chinese air traffic controllers, Mexican air traffic controllers, everybody speaks English in terms of air traffic control. Now they may not be fluent. They don't. T- uh-huh. They don't know how to go to a restaurant and order food. Right. But you know, fly three hundred knots, climb and maintain flight level. Blah blah blah. Know you that. know, this is your next fix. Contact uh-huh. this person at this you know uh-huh. point, latitude and longitude on this frequency, all in English. Uh-huh. You know, we used to have. To, we'd get these flight plans from Mexico. They would call us on a landline. They'd pass a flight plan. You know, this plane at this altitude because the computer wouldn't generate it coming from them. It didn't spit out on the computer on a printer. Instead, they would call us on a landline. They'd say, they'd say, this, this is the name of the plane. This is where he's going. This is where he's coming from. This is his altitude. This is his speed. This is his route, blah, 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 blah. And by that, you have to sit there and manually make out these strips of paper, and you have to know how far it is from this fix to this fix to this fix to this fix. At that speed, how long is it going to take them to get from here to there to there to there? And you work out this all on pieces of paper, and you put them in a board to figure out this plane coming up this way, where is he going to be? You know, and so that was a lot of... This sounds like a hell of a day. Yeah, it was a lot of work. <laughs> well, you, you know? can see why a lot of people can't, can't do it. Yeah, and, and, I mean. and for my particular sector, we had the biggest washout in the whole um, facility because of the ocean. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't work the ocean... You couldn't get fully fully qualified in in my sector, right? Because we own the ocean, you know. Right, right. And I mean, we had sectors that worked the north side of Houston and the east side of Houston, and all that part of Texas and yeah. stuff. They didn't have the ocean. We right. did. Right. So if you worked in my sector, you had to do that. We had people that would literally leave our sector and go to another one because they couldn't make it in the ocean, yeah. because there was too much calculating that had to go on here as you were moving planes on pieces of paper you know so it was technically challenging yeah it was yeah, hard yeah but it was fun yeah you know i mean it was like it was you know, i'd say you didn't have very many boring days <laughs> yeah. no I never mean, a boring yeah. day what's what's yeah. a, how long's the shift the shifts were eight hours um but typically and i because i did um i did some work for the fa at the time that was time on position reports we called it 
And basically for my sector, we were time on position would be about four hours in an eight hour shift that you're actually working traffic. The rest of it you're calculating. No, the rest rest of it you were sitting in the TV room or you were in our dining facility or you. They out. wanted you to literally be unplugged. You had for a to. While. You had yeah. to. Yeah. Because it was too intense. When you work thirty minutes of traffic, you need a thirty minute break. You know, right. and sometimes right. an hour break because right. I mean, if you got your butt kicked. Mm-hmm. You know, when and it happened every single day, you right. know, to somebody, the few people that work the hard sectors at rush hour. Yeah. Um, you needed a break, you know, and the people that worked ocean. So the worst times to work the ocean, the worst times was if we had fog and we have all these platforms, oil platforms in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> yeah. You just don't realize how many hundreds of helicopters are flying back and forth to these platforms until you have fog. Now, all of a sudden, it's not VFR, visual flight rules. They're not on their own. Now, they're, they're calling us, you. and we're trying to set up flight plans, and we're down at two and 3,000 feet, yeah. you know? And it's yeah. not yeah. – we never see them. We never see them. It's all on paper, you know? We're trying to work uh-huh. this out, you know? And it's like, oh, my God. But those things are like flies. They're just yes. – yeah. yeah, it's a nightmare. I hated that. Everybody yeah. hated that. No matter who you were, nobody liked offshore helicopter traffic in the fog. Yeah, I mean, it was a nightmare. I would say even something like down at Myrtle Beach would be hectic. Where those? Uh, oh yeah, where those planes are just flying back and forth with banners and stuff all day. Well, no, no, those are VFR. See again, they're not talking. So like your our county airport, too low. our yeah. county airports, it's all VFR. Yes. visual flight. Yeah, rules. visual flight rules. You can't fly in the clouds. You can't fly after dark. You have to fly when you can visually see where you're going, and you're not instrument rated, so you're not IFR, which is instrument flight rules. So everybody that flies a little plane is VFR. They're not instrument flight rated. And even the ones that are, uh, they don't really want to do that instrument stuff. They've got the knowledge, but, Uh you know, I mean, if you're a little puddle jumper. They want to fly on a clear day. Yeah. You know, they want to stay down, you know, Uh 15,000 or less. Yeah. 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 You know, most most single engine planes will fly 10,000 or less because you don't need oxygen. When you get right. above 10,000, yeah. you need a pressurized cab, that type of yeah. thing. You know, so they're gonna stay low anyway. Yeah. So and I mean that's that's fun flying, uh-huh. and all you gotta do is follow a flight plan um, with your little local tower, which is not FAA anymore. Back in the 90s, they took those out because so whenever I graduated the academy, um, I had did. So what There's academy like is this? The FAA Academy. Okay. So the first couple of months of it is in the classroom. And they are throwing, literally, they are throwing chapters of work at you every day. You know, several chapters a day. You know, so you would cover um, the equivalent of a month of college in a week. You know, and they were throwing this stuff at you in one day. The next day, you had a test in the morning. And this is part of weeding out that 60%. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, they're just hammering you with information and knowledge, you know. And, I mean, like the meteorological part, you know. We took like a year's worth of meteorological stuff, and it lasted like two weeks. But it was just uh-huh. intense, just, I mean, yeah. just crazy. They paying you that during that? Yeah. Yeah, you're getting a low-wage GS, I don't know, GS7, GS8, something low on the government scale. and. And in that part, I, I literally was having a hard time, you know. Uh-huh. And I mean, which was kind of blowing my mind because I was really, I had always been a straight-A student and, uh-huh. you know, I scored yeah. 100 on everything, you know, so I was kind of like. But when we got to the labs, which we were actually in a lab the last 
two or three weeks, three weeks, I guess, of, of the academy, you're working an all non-radar facility type of scenario. You have an instructor behind you, you have a helper, everything's on strips of paper, and you've got a map of a certain set area, and there's no radar, but every single plane that would come out, you had to tell them, according to these strips of paper, what their altitude would be at what point, and they're crossing. So if it's this kind of angle, they have to cross at 17 miles at this altitude or below. If it's this kind of thing, it's got to be 13 miles. At this kind, of, it's 11 miles. And uh-huh. you got to know all this off this map you've memorized. Well, me and my buddy had been working on this. We'd been spending four hours a day uh-huh. working on this stuff. So when we get to the lab, I went in there, and I didn't even have to look at the map. I didn't have to look at the index car. I I had it memorized. You know, they'd put the strips of paper up. I was like, yeah, you know, climb, maintain, flight level, or, you know, 1, 3,000, you know, cross 1, 7 miles north of such, such fix at 1, 7,000 or above, you know, climb, maintain, flight level 1, 9, or 0, you know, descend mm-hmm. and maintain. You give them the whole route, bam, 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 up and down through your airspace and into the landing zone. And when I got to that, I blew them away, and the instructor was going, what the hell is this? You know, where did you come from? Yeah. At the end of the day, when I finished the academy, I was middle of the road, grade-wise. Mm-hmm. So the highest people got to go to the radars facility. Mm-hmm. The lower people went to the, the air traffic control towers, which is what I wanted. Uh-huh. But I was too high to get in a tower. Oh, okay. And I didn't know that. You know, I yeah. didn't, you don't know what's going to happen when they, right. you go to placement. Right. So what's so the I, tower doing? They're orchestrating the, the uh, runways. Yeah, the tower is the people that are doing that stuff you see in the movies. It's cool where they're up there with the binoculars and they're yeah. watching the planes, you know, and they're, uh-huh. you know, cl- yeah, get off the runway, you know, you're yeah. released. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. think that's all air traffic control, you know. That's yeah, a yeah. very little part of it, you know. Uh-huh. And that's what I wanted to do at Tulsa or Fort Smith or somewhere close to where I grew up. You yeah, know? I was like, yeah. yeah, that's what I want to do. So I walk into the placement room and they said, you got Houston Center. What would you think of the course? I said, well, I was kind of wanting a tower in Tulsa or something. They said, you got Houston Center. What do you think of the course? It was great and grand. I loved it. They were like, great. Send in the next person. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so I scored too low to actually name what center I went to, what radar facility. Yeah. And it was too high to get yeah, into a tower. tower. And I was like, oh, God. So, you know, I went to Houston out of force. I was, yeah. of course, I don't know. You know, if I would have got my choice and chose Dallas, that would have been worse probably because Houston ended up being better. I mean, I'm down there by Galveston. Yeah. You know, I mean, we spent countless days on the beach all yeah. the time. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. kind of a dirty beach, isn't it? It is a very dirty beach. Yeah. yeah. Dirty and at beach. times we had the sludge washing up, Did you know. And, oh, I've yeah. never seen it in the summer. Every time I'm always there in February. Uh, it's just, you know, whenever there's an oil spill. And back then in the 90s, there seemed to be, we seem to have that. Yeah. They got that big dock there. I went there. to that the last time I was there. That um, Pleasure Pier. No, the oh. no, the where they, like the, the oil docks. Down oh. There on like the, it, I don't know what side that would be on, I guess. I just never really, really uh, The north at. side of the island there by where the cruise ships come in. Yeah. You see all the yeah, there was platforms some, that are yeah, pulled up there. Yeah, there was freights and, and stuff. And I didn't, they're running a lot of, they're running a lot of boats out there, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 See, that's right. something, I mean, uh-huh. you're, you're probably used to that. Like, I, I went over there to see that. Yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't. I'd never seen anything. You like realize there's that much boat traffic. Uh, well, like whenever port. I say boats, I mean ships. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I'd never seen like a port, like a yeah. ships. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. I mean, oil ships. Yeah, and, when you're in Galveston now, you can look out there on the horizon and count no less than 20 ships yeah, 20 coming in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that are waiting to either. I can't see the ocean from Moody. I had to drive over to it. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, we've never been to Moody because we always stay really close to the ocean. On yeah, the side yeah. The well, and I've, I just realized that this last trip, if I would have went back, I went last year, and obviously this year they're not having it. Uh, it's all digital now, Zoom the seminar that we always do but uh bummer yeah you missed out on it yeah but i thought you know next time i probably won't stay at moody i thought i'll probably stay down there on a strip somewhere yeah man stay on the seawall yeah and that well, way i know, can at least look out hotels see that are looking right out there you know yeah because I mean, uh-huh. moody's kind of like it's more of a business conference center yeah and it's it's its own little thing it, you know oh my mean, god it's, it's huge yeah it is huge i mean it's a killer facility but yeah, yeah. and our uh our home office is the only skyscraper in uh galveston and it's it's the only one I think with an underground parking, and they had all kinds of wildlife in there and stuff. The last time it flooded, last time it was oh. the sea turtle. They had all kinds of sea oh, turtles really? and stuff in there. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, they yeah. had they had pictures of it. Galveston's been underwater a few times, a bunch of times. That's yeah. why the seawall exists is because the, yeah. the hurricane in 1900 that mm-hmm. just completely devastated devastated Galveston. Thousands of yeah. people. You know, yeah. I mean, a lot of homeless there too. Like you go over those viaducts and stuff and look down, there's some yeah. homeless. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's kind of like a Galveston is just kind of like going to the beach, and uh-huh. and and you got about what three blocks back, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you really don't want to be two blocks away from the beach yeah, because yeah, it's like yeah. this is kind of seedy over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you just kind of drive over a canal and you're on an island. It's yeah, just, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a small little it's place. A, yeah, but I love it over there, man. But I, the weird thing is, whenever you're in Texas, is you go from like you can go from thirty or forty degrees to eighty in a matter of twelve hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially in February. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. If you go from say the Panhandle down to where we're at, I mean, it's huge, huge, huge difference, difference. You know, because you can have snow up there, and we get snow once every ten years, maybe. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. so that's where your flakes fall in Houston. Yeah, yeah, that's thirty years. How, how cold does it get there, Sandy? Um, it's 65 30, there yeah. today. 30 or 40. Yeah. yeah. yeah it might get down in the 20s once a year, maybe. A pretty day. rare that you're going to get a frost, though, or something. Yeah, like. yeah frost is kind of, you know, we get a frost every once in a while. It lasts two or three hours. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, the jacket or not yeah, is the yeah, question. Yeah. yeah right. My well house, I live on a well and it's yeah. not insulated. And when it gets down where they say it's going to be cold, I got a light bulb I turn on out there and. That'll yeah. suffice, you know. Uh, I mean, there's no wrap <laughs> pipes or nothing like that. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's it, nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm ready for it. Believe me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You've you've probably really enjoyed this winter up here, oh, man. Yeah, yes, I mean, thoroughly enjoyed. It. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about that. So let's talk about. I mean, we could we could go on forever on air traffic control, uh, but uh, uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about. So you're with the uh, you're not with Trans Canada, but you are part of. You're a, you're a subcontractor basically with Trans Canada. Yeah. yeah. Well, pipeline. we work for Trans Canada. We work for Enbridge. We work for many different Exxon and and Mobil and. Uh, energy transfer yep a lot of these companies um and basically we work more for the companies that are what they call the midstream um supply which is running the pipelines you know so okay. you've got your ones that run the wells and then you've got your people that run the refineries and you have the middle of the pack that gets the product from the wells to, to where refiner. it's going to be refined so, let, so let's talk about what's what's happening here that just came from what pennsylvania and it, and where is that where it came from? This now, that, that particular line, I'm not working on that particular line. Oh, okay, and that okay. one probably because most, and this is kind of weird, but most um, pipelines in the country go through Cushing, Oklahoma. 
I mean, it's like a giant, what you would call a manifold would be a good way to look at it. Everything comes in and then everything gets distributed off to refineries, which is, it's kind of wild, but Cushing is, that's, that's a big, that's the biggest hub in America for pipelines. So, and even the Keystone pipeline, that's where it was headed. Um, I don't know if they actually hooked up to Cushing or not yet, you know, but they've had, part of it has been functioning uh, the part they shut down was just another part of the Keystone. So you're pipeline. not. So you're no way, shape, or affiliated with this this one that just came through here. There was four pipeline companies in here at the same time. Wow! Holy and, shit! Yeah, and that's that's one of the things people don't know was they. Yeah, because I just hear pipeliner, and I just yeah. assume you're Welcome one of those pipeliners. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So there's four different companies in here at the same time. A couple of them, if not three of them, have already left, and we are finishing up. What we're doing is working on older lines. We're doing uh, what's called anomaly digs. Uh-huh. Um, and that's just the the division I'm with in my company right now because we do a lot of new stuff. Uh, we do facilities, which is uh, building stuff that are uh, compressor stations, uh-huh. uh, meter stations, um, and then we do a lot of anomaly digs. So, and the good thing about anomaly digs is it's federally mandated that you keep these lines in good shape. Uh-huh. So there's nothing that the government or anybody else is going to do that's going to jeopardize safety. So we have to stay functioning. So Enbridge and TransCanada and all these other people have to maintain the old lines. And that's what we've been doing is maintaining old lines, 1945, 1950. So so I was telling you where I lived, and it it came through there about four years ago on the other side of the airport. Yeah. And and they just, all they did was replace a section of it. Yeah. It it was about a six-month project. Yeah, and that's that's exactly the same type of thing we're doing. I mean, we've just worked on three thousand foot of line. It was, uh, it was nine hundred some feet on one line. It was three lines that Enbridge operates on a right away. It's line twenty five, fifteen, and ten. They call is the number. Yeah, that's uh, what they call that's them. The identification number. Yeah, right. and and they're thirty thirty six inch lines that carry whatever product. I think natural gas is probably yeah. what all three of these call, carry. And <laughs> you don't uh, even know. Not for sure, exactly. Um, sometimes the companies don't want to tell us, which is kind of a big deal. You know, we, we really want to know that, but sure. it's always dangerous and it's always high pressure. Uh-huh. So in the end, does it matter? No, it's it's dangerous and it's high pressure and it's flammable. Right. You know, you can't touch that line. You know, you yeah. have all these things you got to do. You got to reduce the pressure before we dig. So you're replacing lines right now. We are not replacing them as we're just going in and looking at so they have what they call smart pigs. A pig heard of these. is something that is a big tool that is very complex ultrasound type tool and with other things on it that runs through the line um, for 20 miles, 5 miles, 100 miles, whatever. And it's looking at this line and every bad spot it picks up on, it's, it knows exactly where it's at. And then, yeah, and then they get this information, and the engineers look at it, and they say, well, we've got some bad spots, anomalies, here and here and here that really need to be looked at because the integrity of the pipeline may be compromised. You know, this was put in in 1945, and the readings aren't good. We need that dug up. We need that looked at, and we need a determination what we got going on. So the machine can't determine it. Not exactly. So you're going to go through tens of not if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in certain stuff you're not talking like a you're not talking you're not talking a uh, 30 mile stretch you're talking stretches probably what 1200 feet at a time yeah and and even more so most of the anomaly digs that my di- division does is 40 feet or 80 feet 
It's a 40-foot dig or an 80-foot dig. And you're cutting out and replacing? Cutting out and replacing, or we come along and strip the coating, and they find out, look, everything's really good to go. We just need better coating on it because the coating is from 1945, and it's not protecting the pipe. We're starting to get pits on the pipe. And so, and that's a, that's a whole nother thing that, you know, how does, how does rust form and stuff is more of a, of a cathode anode thing, you know, electrons being pulled and they got all this technical stuff that goes on with that. Way <laughs> above my pay grade. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Way above exactly. my Exactly. It's like, okay, whatever. Uh, but, you know, we get it stripped back and we get it sandblasted and stuff. And then there's another contractor that's again it's not transcanter it's not Enbridge it's a third party that comes in not us uh-huh. that's specialized in doing non-destructive testing on doing what they call magging which is uh, magnetizing and then spraying a powder coating on there and seeing where there might be these residual cracks and they do ultrasound looks it wouldn't magnetize uh-huh. if it was coated well it's 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 no it's it's all the pipes are magnetized anyway Okay. So, and you, you really wouldn't know it, but you dig up a pipeline, you can take a welding rod, throw it up against it, it just sticks to it because they've got that much magnetism that much. to it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, when we do cut out a part, it's interesting. When we do cut out a section and we have to put a new section in, we have to bring in a welding machine for each side that is doing nothing but just you wrap the leads around that piece of old pipe and this old pipe. And when we cut this out, then they turn those on so that it demagnetizes those. So when we put the new part in, you can actually weld it. Because if you weld it and it's magnetized, all that molten metal sticks, sticks. to the side that's magnetized. Uh-huh. So you have to demagnetize it with these welding machines that aren't doing anything but just Suck coils it. around it. Yeah. yeah. Sucking the power. Yeah. Yeah. So it's why the, the whole process is it's very technical process. So you're you know? you're you're hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh yeah. 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 On, a, on a section of pipe. Yes. Yeah, it's it's very expensive because you've got to mobilize in people and uh-huh. mats and gravel. And you've went through 24 months of pre-screening of that thing by the time you contact the landowners, by the time you remove any trees, by the time you put in roads, by the time you get yeah. access to the property. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I went through that. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was about a two-year ordeal. Yeah. Uh, the landman. You got one. He's down there at your at six, at the stockroom all the time. He was down there the other Matt night. Matt Mancuso? I can't remember his name. He's got the Venezuelan wife. Yep, 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 yep. He was Great in there last guy. night. He'll be here for a long time. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah, he was said. here for like two years ahead yeah. of time, and now yeah. he's going to be here for another year or two, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, dude, I wish I had your job, you know? Because yeah. yeah. at least he gets to kind of put down roots a little bit. Yeah, he's running the house. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, he just ran the house. I mean. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that was kind of what we was talking about earlier, you know, about the, uh, you know, this pipeline. And, and uh, you know, it's here. You know, I mean, I don't know how much how much we will benefit from that, but just the the commerce. Try that, Johnny Walker. I am going to. Yeah. We have any other glasses? I wouldn't mind having a glass of that. Oh, uh, I know what I was going. Yeah, I was going to get my Stanley cup. Oh well, there you go. Right there. You hand that to me, Tom. But uh, so I'm I'm getting ready to actually go do some HDDs in Texarkana. You're leaving Ohio and you're going Texarkana. Yeah. Do some horizontal directional drilling. Which all that means is just we're going to tunnel under roads yeah, and rivers that. and and replace pipes that are. So you'll be well. You you won't live at home then. You'll, no, but you'll be close. I'll be within five hours of the house, so at least I can go down there on the weekends. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So here I'm 18 hours from the house. So, yeah. I mean, you know, 
It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I got to go home for Thanksgiving. I got to go home for Christmas. You know, I yeah. had to make yeah. a couple of runs to Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he was from Indiana the other day. Yeah, they've got a job going on over there, so I had to go over there for some stuff they were doing, some emergency mm-hmm. stuff they were doing. They brought in more people, mm-hmm. and they needed a safety guy over there, and so mm-hmm. I went over there to make sure everything was going like it's supposed to. You know, yeah. so well, we talked about you know the the commerce factor of you know we had. Uh, before you know all of 2019 you know it was kind of in the in the in all for now the insurance business i can't say that i i i heard it was coming that much you know it's yeah. kind of something that you know they're not really residents of ohio and typically they're not for, even from ohio you mm-hmm. know um so but in the in the bar business you know it was hey bud get ready yeah you yeah. know get ready everybody was saying every, like our community was really 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 excited to get it yeah rowdy's had to sign welcome yeah, pipeliners, welcome pipeliners. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i seen it yeah. when i came to town i was like yeah that's for us <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's three other companies yeah, 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 yeah. maybe not so much <laughs> so, so then we get into uh you know we get into february and then, or january i think it was like a week ago or a year ago like last week you know the first case hit the united states and you kind of heard about it and where where were you at then oh lord where was i last january i was on a uh i was on a job in freeport texas at the time okay so you're in texas at that point yeah yeah way and, down there um really right on the coast you know again uh-huh. um in freeport is south of houston about 45 minutes oh so you're down there close to where i was yeah it was lake jackson okay Fre- yeah. freeport same area um, and we were working on, uh, some Olin jobs. It's Dow owns the land and Olin runs some of the salt dome facilities down there. Okay. And they were putting in a new salt dome and we were doing the piping between the new salt dome facility and existing structure. Uh-huh. So we just, you know, again, we're a pipeline company. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We were doing the piping. There was another company that came in and did the drilling. We don't have nothing to do with that. Yeah, you know? nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you know, they kept talking about that here. You know, it came in January, and then, you know, a couple months go by. You guys are starting to come in, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And, um, you know, things are picking up. You know, you're starting to see, you know, same groups of people coming in. Hey, we're pipeliners, you know, coming on in, you know. And, and uh, so, you know, starting to get to know people, having the same regulars coming in. And then all of a sudden, March hits. We get shut down for two months. Were you here then? When did you get here? No, I didn't get here till October. Till October, okay. Yeah, yeah. like the first week of October when so, I showed up. So then, um, then things ease up a little bit, and you know. But honestly, I, I always felt like you know, and everybody knows where we've went since then, as far as you know, the the climate of the United States, and you know. But I, I honestly felt like you know what we all were gearing up for now. There were lots of, you know, people put in campsites, yes. people put in yeah, uh, yeah. hotels. The hotel was empty. This project seemed like it was on hold for a minute. Yeah. Not all, not a lot, but it was on hold for a second, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, just because of COVID. So we did all the onboarding. We, we, we had the facility where all these guys did the onboarding for this pipeline. So we was running about, you know, Big big groups. I won't give you a number of people, but big groups of people were coming into Park's Edge every day. Yeah, and they were they were showing them. Hey, they were break, basically what they were doing is bringing in crews, sh- giving them their their gist. They were giving them the snapshot of yeah. the work and the time frames that this was going to be done, where they were supposed to be at at this yep. date. You know how they're going to be set up, and they were showing it up on the big screen. It was pretty. It was really neat to watch. Yeah, 
and um, so once they got moving and then so you've settled in you you came in here in October and then you decided to, to settle in in the hotel and what I've always thought was interesting about you know your situation and guys like yours is how you uh, I mean like whenever you go somewhere next you don't really know where it's going to be no but the well, good news is in your line of work you you typically if you're going to stay in a hotel if a city has if it's big enough for a hotel odds are it's got at least a couple other things Yes, yeah. What's the worst place you've ever stayed? Oh, God. Uh, it would be probably somewhere in Iowa or Kansas, mm-hmm. just because you're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, absolutely nowhere. There's just nowhere. nothing to, to, to do or anything. There is nothing to do. And and the other side of that, though, is the worst place and the best place. Right. Because right. it's literally, those are the places where people do not lock their doors. Uh-huh. Yeah. And where you pull up to a fuel pump that is an old-time fuel pump that, you pump the fuel, and then you go in and tell them how much you just pumped to yeah. pay for it. Yeah, you know, because yeah. you're on a, like an honor system. They don't even yeah. have. There's nothing electronic. And so I'm you're like, you're partying with people in their garages at that point. Yeah, you, you're getting to know people like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like there is no like, yeah, club scene. You know, yeah. No bar. You're you're at yeah. my place about three nights. You know, the three nights were open. You're over there. It's it's. Easy I am. For you. I, I am. I have been there every night. You've been open. Yeah. Since yeah. Thank you for here. that. Thank yeah. you for that. You've developed friends. You know people. Yes, I do. I know a lot of people. Yeah. There. I know a do. lot of local people. You and do. I know a lot of the other people yeah. that are in my industry that have came and gone. You know, yeah. I've seen people come in and yeah. then leave, you know, that yeah. are working on Because yeah. you have everybody's so specialized, you know, you mm-hmm. have like this coding crew. Um, they were staying at the hotel there and uh-huh. they came in. They were coding some of the above ground facilities that were installed by another company. Uh-huh. And I got to know some of them, you know, and most of them were pretty cool. You know, I mean, I say most of them, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. you, yeah. you yeah. got some characters. In oh, the crew, sure, you know? sure. I mean, yeah. sure. So you deal with that. And, and yeah. it's a cowboy type thing, you know. I mean, it really I've, is. I've, and I've worked, you know, with my company, I've worked some some big mainline projects. You know, uh-huh. I did one in South Texas a few years ago that was 142 or actually 152 miles of 42 and 48 inch line. Wow. Yeah. So there's all you're, well, at your was, hotels nothing but that that crew, and and here's the deal. So I'm corporate since I'm safety. Uh-huh. And when I came in uh, to the company, and I've been with this company six years, they told me they said, "Look, they said there's people that get campers in safety, but we don't want that. You're in safety." They said, "We're going to pay for your hotel. We're going to uh-huh. give you a company card. You buy your food, get your hotel. Here's your company truck." Buy the fuel, maintenance, uh-huh. nothing out of your pocket, uh-huh. you know, because we're going to move you a lot. Yeah. And so, like, the so first If we year, tell you to go somewhere, we need and you to And that's exactly to right. The first year I was with this company, I put 76,000 miles on that pickup. Right. You know, because I was in, like, driving. six, uh-huh. eight different states the first year uh-huh. checking on crews. I'd be here for a week, there for three weeks, here for two days, over there for one day, there uh-huh. for a month yeah. and a half. Yeah. You know, this is a long. So is this a long stint for you? This is a pretty long stint. Yeah, is for me. Long? Yeah. So and so I stay in hotels. I'm unique. Mm-hmm. Most of our guys don't have that type of situation. What they get is per diem. Right. So they typically get a hundred dollars a day. Uh-huh. You know, so they'll have a camper. Yeah, two grand you know, a month right. is per diem. Well, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, exactly. It's yeah because they get six or seven days a week of per diem. Yeah. If we work six days a week, they get seven days. So they get seven hundred a week. Uh-huh. A lot of these guys are making more money than me. Uh-huh. You know, especially like some of the crews, you have some of the laborers that'll live four guys in a hotel room and they'll go down to these motels in Portsmouth and get it for 250 a week, uh-huh. you know, and it's pretty seedy, 
But it, I but mean, they're, they're coming money. out of pocket at seventy five dollars a week, you know, and they're they're laying on the floor, you uh-huh. know. But I mean, heck, they're sending six hundred dollars home cash, you know, and they're yeah, yeah, they're yeah. living pretty good. You know, yeah. What, yeah. what amazed me about just getting to know the guys that that I've got to know, you know, coming in, we've got a lot of them. I mean, right, being right next to the hotel, man, I've seen all kinds of people coming yeah. in now. You've seen it all, and um, they uh, the money, yeah, I, I mean. It's just incredible. Yeah, some the, of the people you see because of the hotel, you're going to see the people that are corporate superintendents. Th- these are just average are guys making, knocking uh-huh. down two, three hundred grand a year. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, I mean, Welders. Yeah. You know, whenever in 79, whenever I was out there stringing pipe, if I would have known what the welders make, I might not have came back and went to college. You might have learned how to weld. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> these guys make money. I mean, it is not unusual for a welder to take home $5,000 a week. You know, that's a pipeline welder. So when they talk about knocking these union guys, they're making twice that. They're making ten grand a week as a welder, you know. Huh. And so when they say knocked them out of a job, it's like, dude, you, these guys have got four-wheeler snowmobiles, you know, two boats. they got 100 acres. They've got oh. two four-wheel drive trucks. Their wife drives the Escalade. They're living in a $400,000 house. And they got a note on all that stuff. What are they going to do? They're going to build solar panels in China, and that's going to pay uh, them now? You know what I mean? So yeah. that was kind of a big hit, you know, uh-huh. to hear the comments you've heard lately. Uh-huh. Oh, so they've shut – so did he shut down a lot of your work, the president? Well, yeah, yes, yeah. Um, you know, and it's the, the main lines, you know, it's main So lines. whenever he stopped fracking, that's part of your deal? It is because as they frack, we have to build pipelines to move that product to, to, to the refinery. Yeah, to yeah. wherever it's got to go. I, man, I read that this morning. I was trying to brush up. I read that that one that just came through here, that big one with the three line. Yeah, five hundred and ninety thousand barrels of crude oil a day is yes. what that thing is pushing out. Wow, and five hundred and ninety thousand. <laughs> I know. And the Keystone was eight hundred fifty thousand a day. From Canada is what that was going to wow. be pushing. So now, are they going to just stop? Are we not going to do that? No. We're going to move as much as we can through tankers, in trains, and uh-huh. in trucks, and in boats, in sh- ships. Uh-huh. ships. So how safe is that compared to under the ground, which we didn't even know existed? And when we yeah. come in, and you've seen this, uh-huh. Uh-huh. the land looks when we finish, it looks like a ballpark. It looks no, like I a can't, fairway. Uh-huh. I can't say that. Oh, really? Because uh-huh. nope, everything we do, when we leave it, it looks like a golf course. For yeah. about a year. Well, <laughs> Yeah. And, so, and that's, and, that's and what I'm know. seeing. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, now, I'm not unhappy about it, but, I mean, I will say that, like, the uh, the finish work or the, you know, the boutique work at the end could have been a little bit better. They left a pretty good hump in my driveway. I'd had to knock that out. Yeah, and see, that's baloney because. But, but well, that, that was a big ordeal with me. Uh, uh, you know, we, we kind of fought about it for a little while. I had to go through, like, what they call it, the Indiana bat <laughs> Sir, know. oh man, this this is what goes on before you get there. Is is a, so they sent out a bat surveyor and they wanted to. I came home like several different times. I'd come home, and uh, I'd come home from work or whatever, or, or go home at lunch, whatever. There'd be three or four people standing in my in my pasture, and I didn't know that they was coming. So wow. so you know, I, I all I asked was was whenever this started. So I've got livestock. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I had this little donkey. It was meaner than hell out there. <laughs> and I and I asked him, I said, fellows, I said, I don't mind you being here, but I said, I just think it's kind of customary that you should, probably should have told me. 
Yeah. I, I, and, uh, yeah. And, and what they'll say is, oh, well, we, we contacted, is this the owner? And it's always the owner before you. you it know, is. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, that's their scapegoat. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I said, no, that's, that, oh, well, we've been trying. And no, okay, well, so from, and I asked him, I said, uh, so if that donkey would kick you or bite you, I said, who's liable for that? And they said, well, you are as the property owner. And I said, well, that's all I need to know. I said, we're going to have to figure this out. Yeah, that's. And uh, and we did, and and I got paid. Um, yeah, just, and, 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 and they'll start handsomely. Yeah, I mean, I know yeah. these clients yeah. we work for, we've done anomalies. Yeah. Well, and, and we, it, there was pasture. Dug 20 that, feet of land up and paid them $30,000 yeah. to be in there for a week. Well, you know, and, and, and in my defense, they had me kind of land. Once they come through you, you got to realize it ain't like that goes in there and jogs off to the right and you can still use that over there. Yeah. Whenever they come through you, they cut your property in half and you really can't even get uh-huh. to the other side. No. Till, no. they're, till they're done. And yeah. Let, yeah. No. Unless you can find a way around and come back yeah. in because yeah. they're coming straight across you. So it is an inconvenience oh, as a it's landowner. Oh, Yeah, if you're laying mainline pipe, it's, and, it's a big deal. Uh, you know, so I went through all that, but they do an Indiana bat survey that they do. Uh, I had a group of archaeologists was the ones that broke the camel's back. Oh. And uh, I just I just came out one day, and they were digging holes all over my property and didn't even tell me that they was coming. What? Yeah. So that's what, that's what you saw. I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying, I mean, you know, that's some of the pre, if you ever see a mad landowner, you just got to kind of understand he's went through a couple of years already. Well, and I understand that. Yeah. You know, and we deal with that. And I'm, as a safety man, I'm kind of well, the, you you're know. You're away from that a little bit, right? No, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm kind of the political guy. Oh, know? okay. You have to, to deal with some I'm of those not, issues. I'm not one of the laborers or operators yeah. on yeah, these yeah. equipment or welders. They or catch you in a truck. They're going to come chew your Well, ass. I'm the guy <laughs> that's kind of the go-between because yeah. I'm clean and, you know. Yeah. I'm and they'll be like, "Hey, man, hey, uh, Sandy, we we need you to go address us." Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. and that's when I go to the client. You know, I go, yeah. "Hey, Mister, you know, Embridge or Trans Canada. Uh-huh. Hey, we got an issue here. The landowner saying such and such. Yeah, I don't want it to come to that because what I'm saying is my company's not doing right. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, so I try to fix it in between. If the landowner comes and says there's an issue here. I go to the superintendent and I say, okay, here's the problem. We need to fix this before this issue goes up to the client level. You know yeah, what I mean? Right, because right. we don't want it to go there. So you come to me and you say, hey, blah, blah, blah. And I say, whoa, yeah. that is a safety issue and that's a big problem. Yeah. So we've got to address that. We can't have that. You know, liability, uh-huh. whoa. Then they're your buddy. Flag. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, your, so all yeah. of a sudden now I've got the backing and I've got the power to uh-huh. stop things and make things happen. The way yeah. it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you now know? I will say it, they were easy to deal with. I'm just saying maybe, and and this was not this was a, a third party that came in, uh, did all the work. I won't mention their names, but they did all the work on mine. One one group just came in. They did a section, and um, they uh, they were easy to work with. I'm but you know just the way that it looked, there was just you know some some not holes, but just some low spots. I thought could have been better, but you know I'm kind of picky, you know. But I, I know, got I got my yeah. tractor, so I went back. They left a little hump in my driveway, I, you know. But they probably thought it would settle, stuff like that. I mean, yeah, it, it does look like a golf course for about a year, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you know it's just as good as you you want to treat it. Uh-huh. Well, and, and you know, and and like where we're at now, you know, I mean, we did less than three thousand feet of of repair on some lines, sure, sure. And, and we're going in there and doing. Uh, a mile and a half of driveway, basically. You know, it's a half mile of driveway of, of uh-huh. the landowner, and then it's another mile of road that's an old logging road that goes up to his land. So you'll leave that people. in better shape. Yes. Yeah. 
we've we've smoothed it. We've fixed the ruts. Um, you got to look. Mine was through my front yard. Spread gravel. Uh-huh. Huh? You know, mine was through my front yard. If that's through a section of pasture or something, you know, 30 acres behind me, it's going to look great. Exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. you know, whenever it's 20 feet, five, 25 feet from your front door, you know, you it gets a lot of I have had, I've had some friends that actually would not allow them, no, for, not for any amount of money, to even touch their property. They made them reroute the pipeline around them because of what you're saying. Well, it got well, to that, that was point like, with me. Uh, well, I, offered to, I offered them to buy my house. Yeah, uh-huh. I said, "Hey, if you want, if you want all this, I said, just uh-huh. buy the whole place." And I priced uh-huh. them the whole place. Uh-huh. And what they say? They wrote me another check. They didn't buy the place, but they just they wrote the check. Yeah, uh-huh. yep. <laughs> helped that bottom line. Didn't yeah, it? I mean yeah. It, it did, but I mean it, it he, he wasn't so worried about the front yard <laughs> yeah. at that point. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hell, for about a month, you had to call him and tell him when you was coming home to get oh. in and out of the driveway. Oh my! Yeah, yeah. You, you know because I, they yes, I, I totally get that. They, yeah, they had the whole driveway off. shut off. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean it was like, hey guys, this is a pain in the ass for me. Yeah, they, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. they'd have to put down like a they put a, a they, metal road plates. Yeah, yeah they put the road plates down. Yeah. And I mean, you know, so let's say I was coming home, and let my dog out, and all I needed was to my driveway for it's about like, fifteen oh, minutes. God, I mean, this guy here, yeah, man, what the, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. it was. I thought I, you, this amount, I'll leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And they did. It. Like, we got you, bud. We'll take care of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they knew where I was going. They've done this before. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, well, yeah. I was gonna say, I, I would guess. That those guys get pretty accustomed. They to, knew what they do. I mean, and, and I imagine there's what a whole division of these companies that handle. Yes. Yeah. The, oh yeah. The, yeah. And you know. I mean, the the land guy, you know, and and I say, yeah, I, I love the fact mm-hmm. his job of how he gets uh-huh. to stay, but he gets more <sighs> crap than everybody. Oh boy, I'll bet. Well, whenever because, whenever the guy showed up, and I, I've actually become friends with him. Okay. Whatever yeah. he because he was here all the, he came back. So this was four or five years ago, three or four. I don't know when it was. Four years ago, probably five. Well, then this next time he comes back, and I see him at the bar. Wow. Well, he stays here for three or four months. He's gone now, but but uh, I said, hey, I know you, and he was the guy that came and wrote the check. And he remembered. And he you, remembered me. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I said, "Hey," because as soon as he got out of his truck, he said, "What's it going to take?" And I said, <laughs> "I said I've already sent the number." Yeah. <laughs> and he said, "All right." He said, so he just. But I mean, he do. He just. I mean, yeah. that's what they do. You yeah. know, because they'll keep you in check. Yeah. yeah. They'll keep. They're not going to let you get too too far. I think that there's actually a number out there. What is it? Uh, I heard uh, around forty dollars a foot. I don't know. I think I, you know I've only there's a, there's a, well they it's been to court so many times that it's almost kind of now laid it's a out. commodity <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. on the spreadsheet <laughs> yeah, the let court. me open my Excel yeah. here well uh, it looks like well this is as high as the courts will go yeah <laughs> and we've fought it out enough times yeah, yeah. they know, so, you know yeah, I think it's forty dollars yeah. a foot it's like workman's comp oh absolutely yeah yeah and that's basically what they'll tell you they'll say okay here's what it's going for if you look up you know you know Reynolds versus Gillum yeah yeah you know in 2012 it went for forty dollars a foot so hey if you want to spend a lawyer to get this much you can but here's it's, what we'll give you this today right now <laughs> yeah and, I, and depending on if you have livestock or not you know that they have to account for that every uh, cow is a prized cow it just won blue ribbon oh heck year. yeah oh, my that. horses is grand or you know yeah, oh yeah, yeah grand champs at <laughs> can't the have that snow fence. i can't i told them i said ah the snow fence ain't gonna work <laughs> yeah 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 we can't no, do we that. paid yeah. a lot of money you I bought me a lot of money on them cattle yeah, yeah, yeah. you bought me a round pit. really was it a thirty thousand dollar cow i want to eat some of that that's got to be some tender beef. Yeah. So do, so you do it like this always? Do you typically go into a hotel right next to a bar and try to – or a restaurant, a restaurant or something? Or, I uh, I typically go to um, Holiday Inn. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've got – That used to be one. 
way over a million points at Comfort Holiday Inn. So, yeah. you know, like me and my wife went to Grand Canyon. We never went to Grand Canyon. We went there four months ago. Uh-huh. Uh, the whole trip, round trip, whole week, cost me seventy five dollars. Yeah, boy, I, I, that's I, you do, I do the same thing. I, I use yeah. I use Marriott properties. I, I have so. Marriott, Hilton, yeah, uh, Holiday Inn, yeah. Best Western, and yeah. now Choice, which yeah. is this quality. One. Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, when I first started, uh, the first company I worked for, we we did a lot of Holiday Inns. It was mm-hmm. called at that time. What's their club? The little blue IHG. Card yes, it's yeah. International Hotels. Yeah. 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 Yep. And uh, international hotel group. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we, uh, then I, I switched to Marriott because that's where all my company was staying. So I thought, well, they've got like four or five different brands. I mean, you can spend whatever. I think you more know. like fifteen. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah. where I'm going to stay on my way home. There's a town place in there yeah. in Texarkana, which yeah. I'm going to stay. It's a two bedroom suite. Oh yeah, those and are it nice. Wasn't too bad, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like it's pretty good. And I got to take a guy with me that you know one of the labors and. Yeah. It's like, eh, you know, he's going to have his own room this You're way. ride together anyway. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, okay. I'll when are you leaving, Sandy? Uh, Friday morning. Oh, no yeah. kidding. Well, we need to have you a going away party. Well, hope, and if I don't leave Thursday, because it depends on weather. Well, you know, I think the weather's going to play a part, and I am going to leave Friday, because I don't think we're going to be finished in time, because it's going to be hard to finish up the, all we're doing now is fixing up our, where we're parked and his driveway. And that's it. That's what we're down to. Okay. So, and, you know, I mean, this is down to. Yeah. I mean, it's no, almost no sense of me driving up there. I'm going to have to park on the side of the highway. Well, Thursday night, away. dinner's on me and beer. Sounds like a winner, man. All right. You've been a good one, man. You've, you've done, you've, you've, like you said, you've been there every day we've been open. Oh, I love the place. Yeah. I love yeah. the place. You've got and to I, know Cheyenne, you and her's uh-huh. big buddies. Yeah, and, and if y'all haven't been there, Stock Room 601. Oh, yeah. Tell us. Great place, man. I mean, you can't beat it. Now, we, the, what, the what drew you there, Sandy? Do you like, are you a pool player or are you? Uh, you are a pool player. I am a pool player and they've got a lot of great beers. Oh, yeah. And the, the, beer special you know that i've done uh-huh. yeah um the entertainment which is finally coming back i mean Man, there's I so tried. many things yeah you know, yeah, yeah we're just getting going it. last night was good but this uh-huh. is the only place in town where you can go and uh-huh. be you have all this stuff you know yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no yeah. nobody offers this so many towns i stay in they don't offer something like this yeah you know? uh-huh. so thank god Al- you're Al- Al- <laughs> well and how, how easy is it to, i mean you're right there at the hotel mm-hmm. oh, i mean you walk across the parking lot i mean you know I, it took me like it took the first week. I didn't realize y'all even because I went over there, man. I like arrived on a Tuesday and I went over there that night. I was like, "What the, what the what?" Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, I mean, we used to be six days a week. Yeah, and, and I was like, and, oh. COVID hit. and I didn't know. So you know, I missed the first weekend I was there because I didn't know you were open Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And then I found out because I. The girl at the front desk finally told me. She said, oh, yeah, we got these coupons for next door. They're open Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Why didn't you tell me that when I checked in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to do a better <laughs> job of hitting that hotel. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, people I, – I always picture myself, you know, what if me and Mindy went in a uh-huh. hotel and there was just a great bar and oh. live music and everything right next door? You know, people don't even know it exists. Yeah, you know, dude. When, know. When, when I'm traveling, if I can find a place where there's like a restaurant mm-hmm. or you know a bar, bar or something yeah. like that, where I where I don't have to get back in the car. Oh yeah, you're that's the, the whole thing, right? You know, yep. Yep. is the fact that I can come home from work because I've been out there. I mean, yeah. the oh, shift yeah. is yeah. ten hours already. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I get back to the hotel and it's yeah. like, look. 
I don't want to be in my truck. I don't no, want to drive no, anywhere. No, no. And yeah. the other side of that is I'm in a company truck and I there can't you, drink. That's and drive. what most of them no. are. Uh, yeah, they're in company. You know? Yeah, that's so. What, that's if I go down here to X Y Z. Well, I can't yeah. really have a drink. You know no, what I mean? No. I and if and if going and up if, to La Rosa's to use, probably, I mean, you got to think about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's and, not and, very far, but still, yeah, it's, yeah. You if you drive. if you're in a larger city or something, you can Uber and stuff if you want to. But I mean, there's 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 exactly. some minutia involved with that as well. That's yeah, exactly. I mean, the way I look at it, if if I can pull into a place at the end of the day and not start my car mm-hmm. until the next day. You're good. That's, and that's why I've stayed at a lot of Hilton Garden Inns. Yeah. Is yeah they that that They've got their own restaurant and bar. Most of yeah. them do, yes. Yeah. And yeah. so the exact thing. I don't have to leave the hotel. No. You know? Yeah, I don't even have to put my jacket on if I'm there. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I can just walk downstairs yeah. and yeah. have a drink and eat. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm back to the resort. It's like a yeah. resort. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Marriott Spring Hill Suites are moving that way. Now, the, the COVID thing has kind of slowed them down a little bit, but they they were just launching. I, I know they were doing it to compete with Garden Inn. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Man, I stayed at a Garden Inn uh, last Saturday with Seventy dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. The really? rates, the rates yeah, right now are crazy. Players. They are low. Yeah. I, I stayed at a courtyard Marriott uh-huh. uh, for uh, it was, I believe, sixty eight. Golly, where that? I mean, was it was that? in Worthington, Ohio, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, I didn't pay for it, my yeah. company, but still, it's like, I yeah, mean, the man, rates are down. Yeah, wow. exactly. Is this your first? Uh, that's gorgeous. <laughs> hey, you guys are savages throwing that funny. back. Yeah, yeah. Scotch. Yeah, Would you like yeah. a weed? Not, this is this is yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. is this is. I only drink up here pretty much. You, I mean, I don't have too many beers at the bar. I did last night. Yeah, I didn't have too many, but I had a couple uh, bush lattes last uh-huh. night. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that yeah. on draft, it was, it was just so smooth. It's delicious. I, off camera, I'll tell you what one of my guys said about Bush Light. <laughs> Chad, Chad about drank us out of Maine lunch the other night. Yeah. Friday yeah, night. Tried, yeah. Friday I night. Would we did, we did drink you guys. It. Yeah, you got to try that. So well. Friday night, Chad, Thursday night. So. Chad was sitting up by the stage uh, Friday yeah. night whenever yeah. you were in there. I don't, oh, did you really? see a big old crowd of people up there? On, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was those guys. That was us. Yeah, we were up there. We drank them out of Miller Light. I went and got some for Saturday. I can understand oh, did that. you? Yeah. <laughs> That's my drink of choice is Miller Lite. Yeah, yeah, is it really? Yeah, See, yeah. I argued with them, and it doesn't sell very good. No, no, no. I like that. It's just that it's not on special, so I can't yeah. drink a bunch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that Bush Light two dollar draft. That's you can't beat it. Can't beat you know, that. and then whenever it switches PBR, guess what? That's my favorite beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You shot yeah. pool all night last night, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So. As soon as as soon as it, the first two people came in and grabbed a table, I grabbed a table because yep. I knew my guys were going to come in and. Uh-huh. Man, we got a full lineup that, for February. I hate you're going to miss uh-huh. it, man. I, we got comedy coming know, back. We got all that stuff coming back. <laughs> yeah. And and that does kind of stink. Yeah. I mean, I really I've grown to like the people. Man, I, like <laughs> the I got I got a good friend of mine, Arizona Tom, and he came in just like you. He was here about four or five months, and me and him just became buddies. And I I sent him. He's we text about once a month. I'll say what. And he left here two years ago. Yeah. 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 And I mean, we just well became, now that's got to be one of the tough portions of your job. It Sandy. is because because of this like because right yeah because you're living in a town for you'll, yeah, well, you'll probably weeks, never be here again. Will you? Probably not. Yeah. 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 I know, and I have to tell people, hey, you know, have a great life. And they're like, yeah. wait a minute, no. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that's how it is. That's pretty much yeah. how it works. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. I made some really good friends in a lot of towns where oh, I've been yeah. there for months. And and it yeah. was funny when we did that big project I told you in South Texas. Uh-huh. I They gave me a budget. They said, look, this is going to be a year and a half to two-year project. And so instead of a month by month or week by week, go down there, 
you're in Brownsville, you've got an office down there. So go down there and find a place. Here's your budget. And it was 2500 a month for living expenses. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I looked at Google Maps. And I was like, okay, my office is 15 minutes from South Padre Island. I looked up. Yeah. What do we got on South Padre Island? I was living in a condo on the beach, sixth floor, literally looking at the beach uh-huh. every day for a year. I was just sitting up there going, this is the life, yeah, yeah. man. I love uh, my job. And my company's paid for it. <laughs> yeah. Three bedroom, yeah. three bath. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. like, what? Yeah, you got to yeah. be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big That's old awesome. balcony up there. You know, yeah. every day I'd come home from work, I'd put on my sandals and put on my shorts, and I'd walk yeah. down to the beach, and there was a bar Three miles either way, a bar restaurant. Oh, <laughs> on the beach. the beach. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. You sit not... there and watch volleyball and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, man, how do I get this job? This is I great. Know. Yeah. I know. And then for <laughs> that <laughs> moment in time. Tyler's probably back here applying for a job yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. For that moment in time, you say, I got the best job in the world. Yeah, and they yeah, say, yeah. guess what? You're going to Ohio. Yeah, next week you'll be in Jackson, yeah. Ohio. Yeah. Was this your first trip to Ohio? No. Okay. Um, I actually did a lot of training up here last year. I was doing a training program where I would come in and do a in Jackson, uh, not in Jackson. It was in Portsmouth. Okay, but it was crews working in Kentucky yeah. and Ohio. Okay, and so I was flying around the country and yeah. and doing these training sessions. So I'd be one day here, one day there, and one day there, and I was just flying and renting and yeah. flying and. Yeah. Yeah, and just doing these sessions because I'm I'm an OSHA outreach instructor, and I okay. do a lot of training for my company in a lot okay. of different aspects. Yeah, and so I'd been up here before. I'd seen Columbus. I hated it. The traffic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd seen Columbus. I hated it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. a great town. It sucks, yeah. but I like it. You know? <laughs> Man, if you're coming out of if you're coming out of Houston, I get it. Yeah, I mean, you know. Oh, the Midwest is just, uh, it's different. I mean, it is. You know, but at the uh, same uh, time, when you're coming to the Ohio State, oh, I mean, yeah, it's buddy. like, that yeah. was kind of, I mean, that was kind of a big deal. I was really, I was in awe, you know, really? because yeah. it's like, this is the Ohio State. you see the shoe? Yeah. Yeah. You you see the shoe? No, I did not. You didn't see the shoe? No. You'll see it on, well, you're driving, aren't you? Yeah. You won't, yeah you're, I'm just driving from here, go straight across the line and yeah. then through uh-huh. Tennessee. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. You won't see it on the way home. Yeah, the shoes, it's its something to see. Yeah, you probably, you, you saw, you, I'm surprised you didn't see it in Columbus. Hell, you can't miss it. Yeah, but I was going from the airport to Portsmouth as fast as I could yep, get. So he went straight down. You weren't, you, you weren't 10 minutes away from it though. Yeah. And it, well, and what's funny is it just depends on your landing pattern. If you flew into Columbus, mm-hmm. uh, cause like if, if it depends on what way the wind's blowing that yeah. day, if, if you're landing from the, uh, west to east, yeah. Uh, you'll fly right over the stadium. Go wow. Ahead. Yeah, right over And there. I probably flew over the stadium, but, I mean, I'm know. looking and it's a stadium. It's like, oh, my God, there's the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it is. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. these are uh, the Ohio State. Yeah. It's a recognizable <laughs> oh, you, one. Yeah. You know. Oh, I, yeah, Sooners, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, Sooners, Alabama, you know, yeah. you, Miami. You're talking about some powerhouses. Oh, you know so, you guys look, so it's not just an Ohio thing that Ohio State's a powerhouse. Well, no, I mean, oh my God, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I've been following, you know, football for my whole life. I was in, I was the third um, leading scorer in my county. Yeah. Um, So, 
Yeah. And the only reason I didn't score higher was because I had to flu one night against yeah. a weaker team, and I missed two touchdowns I should have had. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I should have been the you know. So yeah. football's been a big deal. I mean, yeah. Chad went to uh, Marshall. Uh-huh. Did you really? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 You ever hear of the Thundering Herd, man? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. Byron Leftwich, Chad Pennington all came out of Marshall. Oh, I'll be yeah. darned. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Ah, hey, you know. Hey, no, that's a big deal. <laughs> you know, I, I never got to play college ball, and I wanted to so yeah. bad. You yeah. know, I went to a college and interviewed, and they were like, well, you got a family. Uh, yeah. You know. Well, you're a dad. It, yes. You're the a coach f- was. You're a dad of a kindergartner. Yeah. You know what though? I mean, now, now, man. Like, I mean, now that's no big deal, man. I mean, that's back the, then it was yeah, a big oh, deal. Yeah, they were like, yeah. nah, you know, yeah. you, we need to put some meat on your bones. Yeah, and, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Did uh, the last time I was in Houston? I tell you, I was, I was really excited, and then when I got there, I was, I felt so old. What was this? As a as a childhood, you know, sports nut. Uh-huh. And I and, and so the last time I went, I decided that I was going to go a day early, and I wanted to see Houston. Yeah, and uh, you know, I just wanted to see Houston. Just I thought I'm just going to drive around Houston all day. I wanted to go get a Whataburger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and I thought I'm just going to go check out Houston. So I I go to the thing, and some of the bitches they talked me into a Cadillac. So I rented a Cadillac for the week. <laughs> yeah. I thought hell with it. We're going to go on a cruise to Houston. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm by myself, man. I'm not. I'm landing. We're going to do it right. I'm I'm landing. I don't know where I'm going, but yeah. I'm going. That's right. Yeah. Okay? yeah. yeah. That's so, me all the time. So, and I even flew out a day early at like 6 a.m. Just so you had a full day. So I had a full day. <laughs> yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. So I uh, I go out there and uh, I was like, man, I got to see the Astrodome. Well, they blew it up, didn't they? Well, they may have by now. I don't know. But uh, no, they have not. It's I, still there. It's been a big. Bo- it's a battle. It's a big. Battle. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so I go down to the Astrodome and I'm thinking I'm going to see this mammoth of this. You know. And then you see the stadium. And next then to I it. see the stadium yeah. next to it, which is yeah. what the. Reliance PNC Stadium. Reliance. Yeah, where, where, yeah, where the uh, Texans play. And yeah. it looks like it just shit out a little rabbit turd. <laughs> I know. I know, I know. <laughs> and, the and that's the Astrodome. That is so yeah. funny Yeah, because yeah. I think the same thing. And I'm yeah. like, you mean that's the Astrodome? I was like, Because I used to be in all oh, the Astrodome. Yeah. Because yeah. Back in Everybody the was. It's probably one of the most, like in the 70s and 80s, that was like one of the most famous buildings in oh, sports. It's, it's, it looks 80s, condemned 90s. now. Oh, yeah. It, it is. Well, yeah, because nothing goes on there. I mean, they do some little things. They said that they'll have like some painting festivals. They try to keep it relevant. Yeah, because it's been a big battle, you know. I mean, yeah. there's the one of the judges was trying to keep it relevant, and everybody's going, "We're spending millions for what?" Yeah. You know, yeah. you tore down. The, what what kind know, of events do they have there? Like little festival, like oh, uh, not right. little not festivals, but like you know, let's say the the. Does it still have like a football field? Yeah, like does do do any high schools play there or anything? No, no. no, Like there was literally a chain link fence all the way around it. Whenever I saw, oh, so it was yeah, yeah. And I mean, this is a place that whenever you heard something was at the Astro. Oh my! And they had Astro World, and they tore it down because they had these big plans, and that was in 2007, and then the market crashed, and now it's nothing. Yeah, Yeah. it's It's like really that was the claim to fame. That's what we all love. That's what we're hurting about. You know. Yeah. So yeah, we lost the Oilers. That hurt. Yeah, but yeah. when you tore down, you know, um, Astro World, you killed us, man. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Houston, they ripped our hearts out yeah. with that. Now, you know? now, did it did that it, it did it deal. did it heal a little bit when when they brought the Texans? In? It did. Yes. Like, did people yeah. jump on that? Uh, uh, quick, I mean, yes, most of us did. All the Oiler fans were like, "Okay, man, Texans." Yeah, I'd say most go. of us did. It's, yeah. it's the number one uh, tech city in the world, isn't it? Austin. 
Austin, Austin is. is. Austin. Yes. Yeah. Well, they're, it's big in Houston. Uh, yeah, it's it big. In, yeah, San Antonio, Austin, and Houston. But it's Austin first, and I think San Antonio and Houston okay, yeah. next. But man, you know, yeah, I couldn't believe just how, just the feeling of how big things are. It's crazy. It it really is. It's just a feeling. I the, mean, it's and just, the even crazier part is the judge that made so many decisions for us last year is this very wise very educated 29 year old female <laughs> <laughs> but she that lo- sounds she, so sexy but, but but she it's loves sexy. the astrodome she does not okay. she has no care for, she doesn't care for nothing she just wants to be That's you know your governor? in charge no she's the county judge in charge of oh, okay. 5 million people yeah. and oh, wow. making these decrees what, what is what yeah. is the uh, population yeah. of Houston about five million. Five million. Five million. Yeah, he's somewhere in that. Well, it depends on if you're talking about Metropolitan or Houston City well, proper. Well, I thought Columbus the, was like 11. I don't know. I, I don't if, if you're talking about Houston and surrounding areas, then you get up into those kind of numbers. Yeah, you're you know, 10 to 12 million probably well, if you include yeah, I don't the know suburbs. What you, I don't know what you do about, uh, you know, I don't know what there's. I bet Franklin County. Yeah, well, no, Columbus is really one of the uh, most yeah. rapid-growing cities in the United States. I yeah, mean, what they say? 40,000 really, people yeah. move there a, a month? Yeah, it's a it, week. Yeah. Or yeah. It is host to the Ohio State. Yeah, so you've got – well, I mean, you've got the university. You've got the limited brands, and it's it's like we're the warehouse hub of the Midwest is yeah. Columbus, Ohio. 913,000. Of what? Population. The, the of city of Columbus, 913,000. That's all? Yeah. Now do now do call that a mill. Yeah. Now do yeah. Houston. So Houston five mill that would make sense. It's four to five. I was gonna say six. there's no way Columbus is competing with Houston. No 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 no. It's not nearly that yeah. big. I've been to Houston. And what is that there producer? Mammoth. I mean it's the same thing as like uh, what you're dealing with in Nashville. Uh, Six point yeah. three million. Okay. Yeah. And what's in, and what's in Nashville? <laughs> Probably about two. Yeah, it's just now it's it it, it yeah. hadn't been growing for as long. I don't think it's hot though. One point two million. One point. Oh, that's I, I'm, that's kicking. lower than what I thought. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. You want you get to see them all. Two years, it'll be yeah, two yeah, million. Yeah. Yeah. When you going to yeah. retire? That's not going to happen. You're not going to retire. Well, I don't see it happening because my company doesn't offer retirement, and uh-huh. so when you're done, you're done. You ain't got no income. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty well. well I mean, stocks. You're you know, funding it, right? Huh? I'm sure you're funding it. You're funding your own retirement. Well, not, yeah. We oh, yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm doing. I put a lot in 401k, yeah, yeah. but I didn't get started early. Enough. Actually, I got started early, and then I cashed it in to run the web hosting business. Sure, and that sure. was a mistake, huge mistake. Oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, I wish I would have had that back. Uh-huh. Hindsight, all that. Well, yeah. hey, man, we could all make that. We, we yeah. could all make those declarations. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm thing. doing. You know, and then I got to looking uh, over the last couple of years about stock markets and stuff, mm-hmm. and I don't know. And I not trying to plug them, but Motley Fool, if y'all have ever seen that. Yeah. So I finally caved in and gave the $99 to join them last year. I invested 10700 That's up to over $30,000 now. Based wow. Off of Man, I did that's really, a hell of an endorsement. I did really well last I, year. You know, and I was like, oh, my around. God, I should have put, you know, 100000 yeah. into did it. You, just, did you buy any GameStop stock? <laughs> no, I did not, and I wish I would have. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at AMC because they're, yeah, they're, they're the doing the same thing right now. Yeah, so I know. I'm looking I know. At what that. happened yeah. with that? I, I, hey, but boys, I have Selling short. It's what Reddit. Reddit. Uh, a bunch of guys on Reddit okay. basically came up with an idea to to kind of screw with the hedge fund guys, man. And so artificially, yeah, they 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 basically uh, short squeezed, uh, meaning they 
Without they just artificially inflated the stock price they, by buying a bunch because the hedge funds had shorted it already. Oh yeah, so yeah. What you do is you buy short. Is what yeah. to me is they say shorted. They never say yeah. actually. Nobody yeah. has ever explained it. Yeah. They say they shorted it. The hedge funds shorted. Yeah. What you do is you buy short. Yeah. Because you have to sell. So right. what you do is you buy short, You're and then when cheap. it drops, uh-huh. you sell. And now yep. you've sold at a lower price, and so you made the you profit. You keep the difference. Because more or less what you're doing when you're buying it at that lower level, you're essentially borrowing that stock. No, he's saying from, buying it at a higher no, level. You sell, I'm saying you sell short. Yeah. You sell it cheap. You've sold it. You don't even own it. it this is It's yeah. one of those okay. weird things. That's okay. what the hedge funds. Okay, it's so hundred dollars. say it's $100. Uh-huh. I sell a $100 stock. It just dropped to 150. Now I'm going to buy it. I just made fifty dollars. Uh-huh. So you sell short and you buy long. Uh-huh. So, so these hedge funds who? said, "Look, they're losing money, so we're just going to sell short on it, banking on it to go down to zero, and wait then we're going to cash out, out yeah. and we're going to take all the profit." And Reddit said, "Wait a minute! If a million of us or more buy it, the uh-huh. price will go we'll up. We'll screw the hedge fund." And then. They don't get their profit from selling short. Instead, we just made profit from yeah. buying long. From, from they basically found a way to profit off of what their what the hedge fund game has been. Let's yeah. go back here. Let's go back. This is a ball. This is a this. How is do a you? Deep how subject. do you? How, how do? Yeah. How do you? Okay. And I'm pretty. I'm pretty you, numbers guy. You, here. you do it with volume. I mean. Okay. Let's go back to let's let's dumb this thing down to a hundred dollars. Uh-huh. Okay. So you're saying. So, so what what happens in this scenario? Who who buys at a hundred and who sells at fifty? Okay, it's it not starts exactly with the hedge who. fund. Yeah. Okay, it, so the hedge fund is managing they, all they, of the they, funds. They target yeah. a company. Okay, or a hang stock. on, hang on, hang on. Hedge right. fund is managing all of GameStop's money. Is what you're saying? No, no. they're trying to. Uh, they're short selling their their stocks. They're just. Buying their stock. They're just yeah. cornering okay. the market. Okay, so the hedge fund they're just spotting, owns stock. They're spotting trends in the market Okay, so where that, they feel like they can buy, and then they might see a stock that they feel is maybe a bit overvalued. So it's at 100. bring down. Uh-huh. So they'll buy a bunch sell. of it. No, they sell a bunch they of it. They sell it. They don't own it. Yeah, they're borrowing it. But they it. sell. You can get in the market as They're sell, like a broker. Short. Okay. Okay. So you sell short on something you don't even own. Yeah. But you promise to buy it back at the end of the, at the end of the cycle. I'm going to sell this. We'll now sell now I've gave you a ticket that says it's sold okay. and I will buy it back. And then when it comes back, it's worth less, so I buy it back and now you owe me the difference, which is however much it dropped. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So they play they played the basically it's like a future it is exactly yeah, that's that. exactly, yeah, that's exactly what, what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a futures option. It's a futures option. Yeah. yeah, I went through all that testing. But what they, what these guys on Reddit did, man, is they got together and basically they came up with a scheme to artificially drive to the price. Artificially, yeah. okay. You know, I because mean, because if they, you start they buying, yeah, 
if you start buying in huge yeah. volumes, well, then, then all of a sudden, because the hedge funds yeah. can do that, they can buy in a volume, and that's why that they normally win the because they, yeah. they've got a bottomless pit of money to buy stuff with. Well, they got enough people together that they made themselves a the hedge fund. Value. Yeah, exactly they, yes, they, they, they kind of switched. They became hats. a hedge fund. Yes, just just in the opposite direction. Yeah. So who who did that? And I just a bunch of dudes. Okay, just on Reddit. A, just a bunch like of dudes. Got, who knows got, who they are? I mean, they're pretty smart. I know about it. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty smart group. So they do that and then are they they're not affiliated with GameStop at all they just played against no. the hedge fund they picked who that cares? out who cares yeah. who this company is I don't yeah. even know who this yeah. company yeah. I, so I do day trading in uh-huh. S&P 500 uh-huh. same thing I don't know who any of these companies are it's just an index fund it's a uh-huh. futures it's a, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a number you know number. and so yeah. it's the same type of thing I'll sell short yep you know, buy long. I yeah. make the money in between. Yeah. And they, they saw, they, they just, they, they basically look at the market for what would be a good target for whatever they're trying to do. Do you think this will yeah. be a new regulation or is this just another piece? Just they can't. Play? I don't think they can regulate it because there's, there's. If they it, do, they're going to shut down the whole it's market. Too, it's system. too big to fail because these yeah. hedge funds have become really, really big. And this, this whole system that we're talking yeah. about is too big. It's just yeah. that they found an exploitation. They did. And and I don't know yeah. that it's going to be repeatable because the hedge funds have so much darn money. No, no, no. Man. They're not going to do this again. They're not going right. to put themselves in this corner. No, no they won't. So yeah, now yeah. they've seen the exploitation right, that's happened. Right, this is right. the same as having a crack in yeah. a a server or you uh-huh. know having your operating system has got yeah. an exploitation where somebody can hack in and you blocked it yeah. in the same type of thing. Now the hedge funds and the stock like, market and regulators are like, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, whoa, we whoa, might whoa. fasten our seatbelts now. That's what I'm saying, yeah. You know, like, uh, yeah. It, it was kind of a, hey, So man. social media yeah. can destroy this system. Yeah. We have to shut that down. Right. So it's going to be kind of okay. like the yeah. everything else we're yeah. seeing now. Yeah. Yeah. We need to shut it down. That's what, there's where it yeah. gets into what I asked. Is it going to bring on regulations? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. an odd way. It'll I change me. things. It'll Trust change me, whenever things. you move the major needle, you yeah. bring on regulations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, somebody's, I mean, I, somebody, I, will, I, somebody will take it on the chin once. They won't yeah. take it on the chin well, twice. Well, and, and they're big money. They're in control. Well, and, and you're, you don't you're, know who you're is also, yeah, yeah, you're talking about Big Wall Street here, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's kind of, that's where the money is. I didn't know anything about it. I hadn't even seen it. The only thing I've seen is a couple memes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because, hey. Still off. Ain't uh, logged on, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah, logged yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I, I got off Facebook uh, about uh, uh, twelve days ago, and I haven't. I haven't logged on I, since. I have. I have artificially banned myself from Facebook. Okay, but today I did get on, and when I would come across my son-in-law's stuff, I would move real fast because uh-huh. I didn't want to read it. Yeah, because of their. Their beliefs. Their yeah. beliefs. Well, see, we. Uh, hey, you know what, man? Honest to God, I I can't tell you what this has done for me. Like <laughs> as far as uh, I don't know anything. And as far as like I don't know any of this artificial garbage that well, see, I don't I'm need on, to know. Well, see, like oh. I'm on Facebook, but like I don't. I I guess I don't use Facebook. Facebook for my for my news source, man. Well, I'm not talking news, but oh, I'm yeah, saying no. I'm, yeah. I don't. I didn't either. But like what I'm seeing, no. like people that like I didn't even truthfully. I hate I hate to say this on here, but I mean I was looking at people's stuff. Some of them that I didn't even like. Yeah. And but they're just on my feed, and I yeah. mean rather than like saying, oh, I'm just going to get rid of them. Uh-huh. 
I still saw their stuff, and it was secretly pissing me it off. It was bothering you. It you really didn't even was, realize and it. And I didn't even realize it. And yeah. so now I'm not the hell, man. It's it's kind of brought me back to where well, I was 20 years ago. It's I kind of like I kind of like the way you did it in the fact, too. Like, you, you kept your account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just not on your phone. Yeah, it's not on my phone. Which man, I'm, I'm not. telling you, I'm just this close to deleting my Facebook account. I mean, yeah. I'm just so close. Because I, I would just take, yeah, just I take it off there. your phone. I, well, yeah. I got on there to stay up with my friend. I got on it when I was overseas. I was oh, in yeah, Iraq. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I want to see what's, what about my kids you know what? and my grandkids. Sure. And if my they're your friends, friends, they'll call you. My kids don't call me anymore. But but what I'm, I mean, you know? but what I'm saying is, I <laughs> yeah. mean, here's the way I look. I mean, it's kind I, of a problem. I, I call you all the time. Oh sure, yeah. You know, I, yeah. me and Tyler, we text, we call. Yeah. You know, yeah. whatever needs to be done. Yeah. I mean, if they're if you need to keep them in contact with you, if you, I, mean, I don't need to know. And yeah, and I get that. But so many of the people that I deal with, so many of my, I, my friends in this industry are younger than me, uh-huh. and they don't like to call. Uh-huh. They it's text. Do you need to? Do you even need my managers? Do you need them in your life, though? I mean, well, no. Honestly? Even but even my managers. I mean, you uh-huh. know, they're a little more of a texting thing, you know. And they're talking uh-huh. about Facebook, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I didn't really see that. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what I had to look at. Like, you know, and I just use an example of, let's just say a guy that. Um, I met at a at the bar, you know, or I met at at playing music five years ago. Right. Okay. And yeah, he was a hell of a good guy. And yeah, man, I hope he's doing. But he's real really well. not in your circle. I mean. But I mean, honestly, do I really need to see? So then, like, let's say I I liked him, and then let's say he makes a post about something, you know, either political or whatever, and I'm like. Well, geez, he isn't who I thought that son of a bitch was. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, and it's yeah, like, immediately you're yeah, like, and it's yeah. like, man, you know, I don't even even need to know that. So I'm gonna, I'm going to keep Good it. Good point. I mean, and, and I'm going to say, if I need to look him up, I've got access to it. If I remember his name, that's what's kind of cool about the messenger thing. You yeah. can still message. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, the thing, if they'll answer, you know, I mean, here, well, if not, then we weren't friends. Yeah, and I exactly. didn't talk to some bitch anyway. Yeah, yeah that a, would be a practice, my, child, a practice. my children. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, a practice, Bad, a practice that I went through there for a while uh, on Facebook is, uh, I I started blocking people. I would give them three political posts <laughs> on either side, dude, whether whether yeah. I agreed with it or not, you know, and then I'd block them. Uh, but then, you know, when you block somebody, that's kind of a stiff arm, man. That's like a it punch is. to the face. And then I can do that's that's then, tough. Then, then I start feeling bad, man. Fuck. You know, well, hey, so so like, like I said, I, it's I, easier to just not participate. You, you know, know, my oldest daughter yeah. blocked me. You yeah, know, yeah. And was that all because that's... of a Facebook post? Oh yeah, it was totally. Well, so what if you were just giving your opinions at Sunday dinner or whenever you call? It would have been different. And that, and that yeah, is my and point. She grew up with me. And that it's like is I'm my not point. a different person. And you know, that who the is hell my whole point. I, yeah, I have really lost strange. friends. Yeah. I have lost great friends over Facebook. I know. And I'm like, why it's like, do I? What? Because you're in this political forum where you're in shit, front of bud. people. Delete and you got to feel like you're. They don't need to see it. They don't need to. It's they like they want to. They don't need to. I don't, I'm not a racist, and now you got a problem with that? That yeah. was basically <laughs> how I felt. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, and that's you know? what I'm saying. I mean, nothing good. I'm, I'm convinced. I'm telling you, I have had the best. I, I, I hate to even say this because everybody's going to be like, Pudge, shut the hell up. But I have had, I have honestly, I have had the best two weeks with my family. <laughs> That I have ever had. You guys have seen it. Oh, yeah. yeah. How, how much time were you spending on that? Not, I mean, not any more than anybody else. I was average. But, I'm, but, but I wasn't. <laughs> I don't know what anybody else But I'm not pissed off. Because, mm-hmm. I'm literally. Well, that not, makes a difference. Like, it you does, tell yep. me something. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. You tell me, like, hey, did you see that on? Re-? No, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, and you're calm about it because I don't, I don't know shit. what you know each other. You guess yeah. what, boys? I'm gonna go home. Yeah. yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, a. <laughs> At I mean, the end I, of the day, I'm not stressed about it like I would have been. I'm you not know, at all. Exactly. Like yeah. you guys telling me this stuff. Well, guess what? I'm not gonna go home and give a shit about it. Yeah. I'm sure it's corrupt. I'm sure that, or not corrupt, but I'm, I mean, whatever. Look at it however I you know, want to look at it. I know it. exactly. It's like, I yeah. don't even know how to think about yeah. it anymore. But Is guess what? You know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about that. my family. I'm thinking about my next day, or I'm thinking about whatever I'm doing right now, or I'm I'm calling one of and my friends. And we would like to all get back to that. You, you know? They but should. But I mean, I think yeah. there's an atmosphere now where look we're many, having look a problem how much with of that. that look know? how much problems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I determined long ago, like, I do not have the bandwidth to to get upset with people about stuff that has nothing to do with either one of us. Sure. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, like, but you can't tell me. You cannot tell me that you don't change your uh, portrait of them or change oh, their – Oh, you can't help that. Well, you yeah. can't help it. And that's what, I, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. You know, it's like, hey, yeah, yeah. I liked them a hell of a lot better before I knew all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't yeah. – You, can't, you yeah. cannot help yourself. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure they think the same thing about me. Well, that's what I mean, you know. I, yeah. And I think you know, it's like, hey, if you if you want to get a hold of me, there's still plenty of avenues to get a hold of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, we're all work this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. hell, I'm easy to get a hold of. If if yeah. you really need to get me, you'll get me. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, but if yeah. you if you don't, and you just because I'm convinced, even if you do well, people are going to not like you. I'm <laughs> I'm almost convinced that them just seeing you is going to that going to right off. there is pissing people off. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh, is. okay. So you're doing okay. Yeah, I don't have. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I'm not good with that. Or, or not even yeah. that. Or, I mean, yeah, like I mean, I don't know. And I mean, it's just you know. And I feel that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, I think, some I people. Think, I'm not. I'm not like yeah. hurting like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. I am hurting. I just don't show it as much. Sure, you know yeah, what I mean, it's yeah. like yeah. oh yeah, just like we talked about retirement. Mm-hmm. You said when you're going to retire, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. You know, ninety mm-hmm. percent of my buddies are retired. Yeah. Right. Right, you know, yeah, right, right. yeah, and you I don't want to see that, do you? No, it kills me. I'm retired. These shirts and these hats. But what if you just I saw just wanted, It's like I want to go up and just the water in their face. It's like what? The, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and and if you did away with Facebook, guess what? You wouldn't even think about it. No, I wouldn't except that's for when how, I'm on vacation and well, there everybody's wearing a I'm yeah. retired shirt. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you know, but, but you ever come up with that as an idiot? Yeah, yeah. but guess <laughs> what? If that's if that's phase one. And uh-huh. you haven't been, and that hasn't been crammed down your throat on social media or whatever. And you guys are going into that meeting cold. You, you're a totally different guy. Yeah, it hasn't been eaten at you since the last time you saw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, I know I'm not trying to say, and hell, don't people will shoot me if I ever get it back. But and I still run. I I have my hell. How many pages do I have? Shit. A dozen, probably. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a dozen different Facebook pages that I have to manage, you know, for like either a group or, or like a, you know, I do that Jeeping for Joy and I do, you know, I got the bar and we got Chubby uh-huh. Bartender. Not that I manage Chubby Bartenders, Tyler does all that, but I get on it to, no, no, I have no, to, yeah, you know, see time. our stuff or whatever. And, um, and it's like, oh, I'm just going to do that and then I'll see who coordinates with me or who likes my stuff yeah, and yeah. who comments on it, but. And I'm not saying I don't want to comment on yours. I'm just saying I had to personally just say, like, man, this is just too much. It's too much. Yeah. It, it really. And I, and I, you know what? One key thing. Uh-huh. Every I and I really I I swear to you I did this. Everybody that I looked up to didn't have it. What? Facebook. Really? Mm-hmm. Did they were they older than you? 
lot of them. Well, yeah, most, yeah, all of them. Yeah, yeah. and they, and I mean, they were got, they were, they were probably people. even older than me. Uh, well, no, no, I mean, no. I'm, one of them's one of them's my age, one of my best friends, and I mean, okay. I, Randy Kennedy, I look up to him like a, I mean, love the guy, um, love his family, love everything about the guy. I think he's probably one of the happiest people I've ever known in my life. Uh, uh, situationally, yeah, a lack of Facebook. See, if mm-hmm. I had have shut my mouth on Facebook and not said that I and don't approve of the riots, right. yeah. then uh-huh. I would still have my family. One Facebook post ruins an entire that lifetime did. of family. Yes, it did. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and I'm just because not, I didn't approve of the riots. Well, my yeah. God, that tells you how powerful that's it crazy. Is. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. I'm. It's been. I cannot tell you how good my last two weeks have been. I mean, I have just me and my wife have kind of fired things up a little oh, bit, you know. Oh. But I can't. Oh, <laughs> boy, yeah. a little bit too much information. Hey, there. you know, <laughs> I don't mind bragging. Is it time to cut the cameras? Yeah. How long have we been yeah, on here? Now? We've been out of a while. We got. We do got to wrap it, it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Think's about to. We're over three. Even we're over three. three. You, oh you my are God! A, this is the longest one ever. Yeah, I've been looking. Yeah, this is the longest one ever. Yeah, you're the most interesting man I've ever met. My life. And I thought I was going to be the worst person ever. So nervous. No, I don't even know what all, I'm going to say. This, this flowed just great, man. It was awesome. Yeah, you yeah. guys are cool. Hey, yeah. You guys are hey, cool. You I mean, better, you better keep in touch with me, yeah, man. I will. You know, I got your I number. I can pass it on to Chad. Yeah, absolutely. We got friends. Now, now, like, that, now, Texas. speaking of social media, yeah. Uh, you know, you, you could find us wherever you're at. Yeah, from oh, here yeah. forward, okay? You can comment on our YouTube page or, or yeah. whatever and say, hey, guys. You know, uh, Sandy here, and good to see you. And 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 we could find a way. Hey, we'll Sandy, see that. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. see that. You know, but I, it's just all that opinions that go on. Oh my! I mean, and, that's, you know, that's, I know, I mean, and I've had to, like I said, ban myself from Facebook yeah. because I'm, I, I was too vocal for uh, just a moment in time. So you're what, Sandy? You're uh, you're uh, let's see, uh, you're sixty, you're fifty nine, fifty nine. I'll be sixty in July. I just man. He yeah. said he said he was seventy nine. So seventy nine. <laughs> yeah. I ain't civil service smart like you, but uh, but uh, you know something. I you know, not your generation. A little bit older than you truly may have a problem. Like there's some of them that just they think that that's their platform. Now, not not. I know, uh, I know what you're saying. You know, my mom in, would fit into that group, probably. Huh? Uh-huh. Inadvertently, inadvertently, yeah, yeah. inadvertently. Yeah, um, it's dangerous for them, yeah, I think. I mean, not so. like life threatening, but like. So, uh, so my wife works at CVS. Okay, and she's like, shift super whatever. I mean, that they all yeah. are there because you work yeah. by yourself. Have to. Boy, they do. That's a weird. Yeah, uh, it's, it's corporate. Hates people anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> These people in tonight, this lady came in wanting to buy five five hundred dollar Target cards. Okay, and she tried to put them on her credit card. My wife said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Do you know these people?" "Yes, I know these people. An older lady scam." It was, of course, it was uh-huh. totally. My wife sees this all the time, and she tries to shut these people down. You know, yeah. and these people. Uh-huh. Oh well, no, I know these people. What kind of son of a bitch you got to be to be doing to that? be preying on people like that? Man. Uh, foreigner that's not in the United States for one, uh-huh. and don't give a crap about Americans, or two, uh-huh. an American that doesn't give a crap about anybody. Yeah, <laughs> so, right, I mean, right, right, right. You know, yeah. I mean, and there's more than enough people out there. You can find them in this town. You can find them in every, every. single region of the world. Uh-huh. You know, and 
Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, that's who, you know, the older people have been targeted, and uh-huh. it's exactly what you're talking about. You know, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm really scared about the I, older I get generation. on my mom and dad all the time. I'm like, what did you do? I'm like, did you put that on Facebook? Don't you do that? I'm know. like, just take it. Nope, don't be sharing that. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think I got one forward from my dad one time, and I was like, ah! I said, don't you ever yeah. send me one of them forwards and get in Messenger. I said, you're going to be hacked. I said, I yeah, don't yeah. want to see it. I don't care. I don't give a shit. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, said, don't communicate uh, that yeah. way. Man, I'll yeah. tell you what. I, I, I do the ID notify and I do the life lock. And I've been notified twice in the last week about hacks. Oh, yeah, on your credit on report and stuff. Yeah. And so it's making yeah. me look at my Facebook stuff a little harder and thinking, am I being targeted? Uh, because I didn't like uh, the riots, you know, during the summer. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. It may be. I don't know how that, all that shit works. I, 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 don't I mean, really. I mean, yeah. it, it's got me. I'm thinking, do I need to, I don't know, delete yeah. some stuff? I don't know. I, you know, I, uh, honestly, it's not I, like I'm some sort of Here's what I would do. I would, I, I, you know, here you are, you know, 59 years old. You are way far ahead than me, my friend, okay? You have ran way, you know, way, way more than me. You're way smarter than I am. But uh, I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, go home. That's crazy go, statement. Go, go home and list the three people that you admire the most and then just challenge yourself. I don't even know who they are, Sandy. I don't even know you. But I would go home and see if the three people that you admire the most even have it. Yeah, well. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I mean, that's what I thought. I thought, man, I, you know, that guy really seems like that's, that's a guy I like to be like, you know. Nope, didn't have it. I have to look at who I admire most. Yeah, you just, I mean, I would go back to mm-hmm. Barry Sanders, running back for OU. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he might have one, but he don't run it. He was Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah Oklahoma I State. I wasn't exactly an Oklahoma State person, uh-huh. but I like Barry Sanders. And here's a funny fact: uh-huh. so in '79. Um, one of my buddies, and he went to Oklahoma State University, which I was an OU fan. He was OSU because yeah. they gave him a scholarship. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, he came home. I was like, how's that? How's that going? How's that going? He's like, well, it's kind of kind of wild. He said there was a a alumni that had this brand new Cutlass that he wasn't driving, so he let me drive it. I was like, oh, really? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I was like, well, how about, how are you making money? He said, well, they gave me a job, you know, they're giving me, you know, a thousand a month to run this sprinkler system. I was like, really? He said, yeah, it's automated. I don't yeah. have to check it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay, so that's how that works. Yeah. He says, oh, no, 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 no. The restaurant it's all owners, board, bud. Yeah. the yeah. food is free. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you don't get paid. This was in yeah. 79. Membership yeah. has its privileges. Yeah, right? yeah, you know, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's we got anything else, boys? Tyler, how long are we? Three hours and stuff? 320, but if you take out our break, probably right around 240. Probably. You got a lot yeah. of cutting to do there. <laughs> a lot of work ahead. Sandy yeah. Hendricks, my friend. Yes. Been a pleasure. Hey, Been Thank a pleasure. Sandy good, Hendricks. Good talking to you all. True man of leisure. Yes. He's done everything. So, hey, guys, tune us in on uh, YouTube at Chubby Bartenders. Uh, just look us up. We got a 30, 40 episodes by now that's, that's going to be out there. This you can watch 40. any of them. They're on there for life.
and uh, also tune in on Spotify. Spotify. Where you like to listen? Uh, Spot- Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Sandy, where you listen to your podcast at? Do you listen to podcasts? No, I do not. Well, you do now. Yeah. yeah. So Sandy will be listening <laughs> to us on all those podcasts. Yes, I will. So, yeah. Hey, hit that subscribe button, man. Yeah, that's how like we. That's how we actually subscribe. Figure out who likes us and who doesn't. Please do, yes. guys. Yes. So hit the For subscribe all my friends. button. I'll yes. be putting this out. Thank you. Yes. All right. Thanks, thanks guys. guys. See you.